customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey man, he was in my face. I'm in your face. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. I don't have friends. I got family. Vroom, vroom, and welcome to the final Fast Friends episode presented by the NBA. That's game all summer long. We've been watching and breaking down every film from the Fast and Furious franchise. And well, we've done it, guys. We are about (laughs) to cross the finish line in this quarter-mile podcast race. The final movie, 2021's F9. I'm J.E. Skeets along with our Fast and Furious expert, Trey Kirby. hey yo. Hey-o! We've got our super producer, JD. Hello! There he is. And look at this, back for our final installment. You thought we killed him off at the end of Fast Five. <laughs> oh, no, no, no one ever dies in this series. He is back from the dead. It's Matty O! Hey, guys. Hey, Matty O! Hey. Thanks for Thanks. coming back on. Thanks for having me back. Um, did you go and did, I was gonna say, did you go and watch six, seven, eight Hobbs and Shaw, and then of course now F nine? Absolutely, I did. Well, I should. The one I didn't watch was Hobbs and Shaw. I've seen that before mm. when it came out on HBO, but uh, don't really remember it. Uh, so I didn't want to rewatch that, but because I had basically two days to re to watch all these movies, not rewatch. <laughs> been in I'm, the lab. <laughs> I I've been on a binge. <laughs> Not a not a good binge. No, no, I know. No. What it was, it was a wild ride we've been on this summer. There's no doubt. Uh, there's been a lot of movies watched. Some of them okay, some of them not. But before we start breaking down the final one here, F9, a friendly reminder that if you've enjoyed this weird podcast series, take a second, leave us that five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and or subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. 
Definitely helps your boys out. Keep tweeting at us too, at no dunks Inc. that's INC, or email in any and all fast friends questions, fast and furious questions to no dunks at theathletic.com. Just put fast friends there in the subject header. Uh, JD, are you pumped here for the final one? Oh, so pumped. I, I, I'm so happy that this day has finally arrived. Uh, what a relief. What a relief. <laughs> I can go back to watching regular movies again, and uh, and my family is going to be very happy about it, too. Like, Oh, they're tired of watching these with you? I think so. It, it's a lot. It's a lot, and we watch them pretty much one after the other, so... It'll be good to have a nice quiet. I gotta watch the Downton Abbey movie or something. Just <laughs> yeah. a nice, nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah, for exactly. for sure. Um, well, I have my Corona here for the final one, so nice. I am happy about that. Uh, cheers to the to Dom and to family. So F nine TK, we're gonna get into it here. Uh, it's also called F nine the Fast uh, Saga, mm-hmm. and then internationally, I guess it's just straight up known as Fast and Furious Nine. But we'll be calling it F nine here yeah. on the pod. Uh, just came out. This summer, I mean, months ago, this thing was released. So this one's hot off the presses. Budget two hundred million dollars. Box office seven hundred million worldwide. Wow. Just like uh, that. Not bad during a pandemic, uh, I gotta say. Now, is that taking into consideration us paying nineteen ninety nine on Prime <laughs> to watch this? Mm, what do you the think? Home box office. Yeah, the home box office. You're right. So, so we kicked in at least eighty bucks. Well, no, Matteo, right before jumping on, said he had an illegal stream. <gasps> Did I know? Did yeah. I? What'd you do? Heist it off a semi truck? <laughs> That's right. I, well, Dom started stealing DVDs. There's no more DVDs, so I started by stealing streams. <laughs> so. I heard that the, the plot of Fast Ten is Dom is hunting down everybody that has streamed any of these movies. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's uh, the guy from Metallica angry (laughs) Lars Lars yeah sorry I kept wanting to say Kirk Hammett but I was like I think Kirk Hammett was cool I think it was Lars that was angry though (laughs) very angry Uh, so the skinny with this movie F9 Dom and the crew must take on an international terrorist who turns out to be Dom and Mia's estranged brother stars Vin Diesel Michelle Rodriguez Tyrese Ludacris all, all your other regulars too and then the big one the new one John Cena. We got another wrestler in the mix here. Yeah, you can't see me. Yeah, John Cena's the brother. Amazing. Directed once again by Justin Lin. He is back. He's back in the mix after doing a lot of the movies previously he directed, and now he's back for this one. Okay, so we're going to go into this movie scene by scene. We'll do the fast part, things we love, the furious part, things we hated. Matty O's got something uh, special for us in in terms of... uh, ranking all of the films with a little twist though not actually on the enjoyment or you know how great the film is but on something else but then we will at the end of it all especially jd and trey because they've been all over this they've been on top of it i've let it slip a little bit i can't remember what i graded half of these movies anymore but you guys will give us your official breakdown leaderboard the best movie from the fast and furious franchise and then the worst movie from the fast and furious franchise and and where they fall in there especially this one so with that said everybody ready to go uh, tk you got your your tank top on once again you've, you've stayed true to that look tank top necklace oh baby you thought there was just <laughs> one necklace oh my god you're crazy if you thought there was just one necklace i spotted three in this movie uh so yeah i'm fired up i mean we've watched 10 of these now 
And I'm honestly considering watching the animated series on Netflix. Five <laughs> seasons, Fast and Furious Speed Racers. Oh, let's oh, get sorry. into it, Skeetsy. Oh, we got to play the board game, too, as we talked <laughs> yeah, about that's right. uh, on the last one. Um, yeah, we see a necklace before any character in this movie. That's uh, yeah, we do. how prominent this damn necklace is. Okay, <laughs> so I will say... Obviously, leaning on Wikipedia for sort of the breakdown of this movie, once again, they've been fantastic. We'll be jumping around a little bit, or I'll be taking some scenes that might happen a little bit later and sort of jamming them together with other scenes. It'll make sense in a second, because we open this movie. For a second, I thought we were watching Days of Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Where, where's Tom Cruise? We are back in 1989. A little NASCAR racing. Uh, Jack Toretto. Okay. Jack. <laughs> Not Who? dumb. Jack Toretto uh, participating in a in a late model race with his sons, Dom and Jacob, in his pit crew. Dom argues with rival racer Kenny Linder about his dirty <laughs> tactics out there on the race. Um, as the race resumes, Linder's car clips Jack's bumper, causes Jack's car to hit a wall, explodes, just boom, fireball, kills him. And then here's that part I was talking about. After the crash, this comes a little bit later, but after the crash, Dom is arrested after nearly beating Linder to death. Uh, I actually laughed, Matteo, because I remember when you were on Fast Five, you were talking about Hobbs and like the rap sheet on Dom. And it was so dated. You just He's like, uh, this guy nearly beat a guy with like a wrench to, to, a, to, a, you know, to his deathbed, basically. <laughs> But he's done a lot of other things after that, but that's the only thing everybody like sort of uh, focused on. So here it was. It was amazing. It, yeah, at least now we know the guy he almost beat to death is named Kenny Linder. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Kenny so, Linder. I'll keep going here and then we'll go through this. While serving his sentence, uh, young Dom, he recalls that Jacob had worked on Jack's car the day he died with help from... Uh, Leo and Santos. Yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Where, where Dom, you know, young Dom meets them in, uh, in prison. So he recalls that Jacob was working on uh, dad's car that day, and he concludes that Jacob killed his father. Mm. He did some tinkering under the hood there <laughs> to make him uh, a weird look. Yeah. Um, upon release, Dom confronts and challenges Jacob to a race. Dom wins forces his brother to just keep driving <laughs> he just like forever. just loses and drives off into the sunset so again i took a, a couple scenes there that sort of happened earlier in the movie movie jd and sort of patched mm -hmm. them all together but the point of this is we get the backstory of what happened with dom and jacob's father dying and how that happened right getting dom into jail and then the blow up with him and his brother and why he's so pissed with them what do you think of the start of this one I, mean, I love a flashback. I was happy to see Michael Rooker there. Uh, they did a much better job of look of making Michael Rooker look 30 years younger than they did making Sean look 10 years younger or whatever it was uh, in the last movie. Mm. Sean, the guy from uh, uh, Tokyo. Is that his name? Sean? Yeah. Yeah, from Tokyo Drift. Uh, oh, he, he looks He looks rough. Don't, don't in do this, meth, guys. In this one, you're saying. Yeah. 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 I thought yeah. he looked old and skinny. And I mean, he's 39, so fair enough. But uh, yeah, he looked 
He looked like he's lived a life. Yeah, know? yeah. See, it looks like, looks like he's been drifting a lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of drifting. A lot of drifting in rocket science. Okay, yeah. but but <laughs> but over time. but overall, the start here, uh, like, and getting the story of what happened to their to their sure. dad and and why they sort of butted heads. You were buying it here? No, of course not. Oh. God, it was like preposterous. Uh, first of all, the pr- the scene in the prison where you know uh, Santos basically looks over and he's like. Oh, hey, watch out for that hairline fracture in your tube or whatever. <laughs> He's across the room. It's a hairline fracture. How are you seeing it? But okay. And then and then it's like, oh yeah, it's that's really dangerous. If it's, you know, like it's how people throw races, but uh, you know, if it goes wrong, it could blow the car up. And Dom just assumes, "Oh, my brother killed my father." Yeah. Just just like that. Like pretty pretty weak. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. I'm raising my hand because I have a question. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Why would you need to screw with the car to throw the race? Right. Is that ever explained? <laughs> like, why couldn't the dad just drive slower? Or <laughs> would have been too a- obvious. He was in first place. Everybody knew that. He came in with the lead. Didn't even need to race. Okay. Okay. To that's get the win. Something. That's something. It, but but the hairline fracture is so dangerous. There's no other like. Couldn't you just put less gasoline in the car so you run out? I mean, I don't know. You know, like yeah. certainly there's a better way to throw yeah. a race than doing something that could make the whole car explode. But that's just that's just me. Now that you mention it, though, and I I can't believe I'm going to defend this movie, but there is a line where where Michael Rooker is saying to Jack Toretto, like it doesn't matter what what you place as long as you finish. Right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna end up on top or whatever. So he had to not finish the race. I think. Right, like I think right. the car had to literally break down. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, fair enough. So I think that's why there was tampering there for him to throw the race. I mean, it's it's so convoluted, and I can't believe that I caught that. But I think that that's why. <laughs> I, I think that that's why. Okay. Well, a lot of this is going to be me asking you to explain things to <laughs> be quite honest. Because after my fourth. Um, fast movie in in two days plus listening to your podcasts about them oh my god i, I needed a little um what uh nature's nas to get me through this originally it was uh, at first it was like a performance enhancing a movie enhancing uh drug mm-hmm. but uh Woke up this morning, did not remember. Oh, no. Very Uh-oh. much. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Wow. oh, boy. Okay, well, yeah. I wanted to ask this to everybody. We'll start with you, Trey. What did you think of the casting for young Dom and young um, Jacob? Uh, young Dom, I thought, pretty good. Yeah. He, they had I, similar yeah. looks, similar mannerisms, and whoever was playing young Dom certainly got into the Dominic, the old Dom Toretto ethos of not saying a lot and kind of mumbling through what you're going to be saying. Uh, a little bit too pretty, I think, young Jacob was. Yeah. I didn't think that he bared too much of a resemblance uh, to John Cena and older Jacob as we finally got to see him a little bit later on. But uh, I loved this. As soon as we saw Toretto racing and it pulled back and you saw that cross necklace, I was like, this is it. We're finally seeing Dom's backstory. Mm-hmm. We heard about this in the first movie. Yep. His dad dying in a fireball, and you could only hear the screaming, but it was Dom screaming. I love getting to see that. I love getting to see uh, the confrontation of Kenny Linder, where he smashed him up with the old wrench in the face. I all love how they always mention he nearly beat him to death, 
Don't worry. Yeah. Dom was not a murderer from way back. He's a recent convert to murdering people, but <laughs> he's pure at heart if you really think about it. And then I really loved like the throwback scene of Dom versus Jacob, where we get to see the young versions of Dom's old crew. I got to say, where was Leon? Had they not picked him up yet? Where was Leon? I'd love yeah. to know where that guy is. But I love how Jacob like steps out of his car after winning his race. He does the Dom arms. They eventually throw down. Uh, they get some car nos, not nature's nos. Dom says too soon. Apparently the guy's been saying it for 30 years. <laughs> oh I thought that was incredible. So, of course, I was standing hard for all of the throwback scenes. Yeah, I'm with you, too, on the appearance, like... You're also in a tough spot, I think, as a casting director. Hey, go out and find me a young-looking Vin Diesel and a young-looking John <laughs> yeah. Cena that can act. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Like, there can't be that many uh, that can sort of pass the bill. Uh, but, yeah, not bad for Dom. With you on Jacob. Looks nothing like you would imagine a young John Cena or Jacob is going gonna, is gonna to look like, but... It was all the hair. What are you going to do? That's all they could really do. They're yeah. Like, uh, he's got slicked back hair as an adult, so uh, <laughs> he brushed it to the side when he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, an interesting start here. Uh, yeah. That little twist, I guess, off the top, because you're sort of led to believe at first, um, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not telling us it's 1989 right away. It's like. Uh, yeah, it does. Does it? Doesn't it? Oh. Uh, it, it pulls back. You see the helmet and the cross. And then we cut to, to the racetrack, and I think it says 1989. Oh, okay, okay. Right I down. thought for so a second I was like, oh, it, it, you, we might be led to believe it's Dominic Toretto, because you saw Toretto, and then you're like, oh, right. no, this is Jack. Anyway. Well, but uh, honestly, you knew right from you, the, the Universal logo when it comes up, when they use the old, the early 90s Universal mm, logo. True. Yeah, uh, JD, it, I got to say, when I was on the stream... That that made me tentative. I was like, "Uh oh, is this going to be a bad stream?" Because it looked Ooh, like the right. fidelity yeah, yeah. didn't look as good. But then oh. the movie kicked in, and, and uh, boy, with with the right bandwidth, you know, you don't know where you're watching that movie. <laughs> I uh, did. You, I know. I said this sort of. We had to buy this one, or like not buy it. We had to pay a lot more money to rent this one. Yeah. Let's put it that way. This was twenty bucks because it obviously recently came out. Mine was letterboxed JD, like mm-hmm. crazy. Really. Like, an insane amount of black bars. <laughs> to the point Nora's like, this can't be right. I'm like, yeah, this this is real. There yeah. is, like, way more black bar than there is actual movie. So I went and changed my, like, television setting just to, like, stretch it a little bit. No, so it was a little dude, bit more. that's like, it, no, that's how it's meant to be seen. It's JD, this was, I should have taken a photo of it. It's horrible. It's not horrible. It's a Panavision. That's what it is. It's a movie theater. Your TV is a different aspect ratio than than the... it's fine. It's fine. You're like an old man with that TV. Turn on all the lights and zoom oh, in. Jesus. God damn it. I'm like squinting, man. It's, it was all black bars. I, I don't know what happened, but uh, it was fine. It was fine. We got it working. So we get this, uh, This again, that's the sort of the start, this little flashback. Which oh, we hold go on. Through. I just want to disagree for a second. What? I mean, Trey, you were saying you were loving it. I hated seeing all of this backstory. This has all been described to us before. I felt like I was watching Bruce Wayne again. Like, even though we've never seen it, it's all part of the legend. And we've, we've, I feel like we've seen nothing new other than Jacob being there. And we didn't even get to see him beat the guy up with the wrench. That happens mm. off screen. That's what I'm waiting for. How badly did he beat him up? You know, did he de- deserve the to go? Must have been Nearly, yeah. Nearly to death. death. All right. <laughs> but whatever. Well, like, I mean, yeah, I think it's completely strange now that 
it, it almost feels like you're skeets and you've been watching this thing zoomed in. You're zoomed in on Dom and Jack and then you pull back. You're like, whoa, Jacob was there the whole time? Right, yeah. How come we never heard of this? That is the craziest conceit of this entire movie is that there has been another Toretto out there the entire time who's been involved with like every part of Dom's upbringing. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, almost completely invalidates all the throwbacks in a way, but also it's like, We've been hearing about this for 20 years. I'm happy to see it. Fair um, enough. I was happy enough. to see like how he met Leo and Santos in jail. And yeah. they just happened to all be mechanics together working <laughs> on their tuners in jail, you know, as you do. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was exactly right, J.D. It's 100% fan service, but a little bit different version for fan service. There's so much in this movie. I feel like everything is self-referential. At least we got to see a different time period here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. That. But also, another thing that I hated about it was, where was Mia? I think that Mia was the saddest start girl in all the movies so far. She starts the race with the the flashlight. I think that was supposed to be Mia because... That was? I I think so. I thought it was Letty. I thought it was Letty, too. And Mia is the other girl that's there with them. Why would she be so sad about the race, then? Because Dom is... Uh, racing her his brother. His brother. So yeah. Mio should be sad about it, right? Not Letty. <laughs> Fair. I'm pretty sure that's young sweaty Letty for sure. Right. Okay. Well, maybe she, maybe she wasn't sad. She was just sweating. Yeah. Then even tears. worse because it was like tears. Where where was Mia then in all these flashbacks? Because you say she was there. Oh there yeah, was two girls and two two boys yeah. there. Yeah. Well, yeah. but she's not in any of the sort of racing scenes or the. Um, mm shop scenes garage scenes I no there's no sure. she never she never talks to she them. never says yeah. anything yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. barely interacts with her other brother the other toretto i mean the other toretto in this is mia like when she shows up halfway through you're like oh yeah that's she his sister <laughs> i don't know it's just it, it was it was a such a weird dynamic like it, the, the whole fitting jacob into it was just like it was not so. Handled. So why did they do this then? Like, why did the writer do this? You think is it just uh, we got to keep amping it up after every movie? Got to go to the next level, and it's like all this guy talks about his family, and he's taking down terrorists after terrorists, and he's battling with everybody, and then it's like, well, what's the fun? Like, what would be the final boss for this guy? I know we still sure. have movies to come, but like, what about if he took on his? Family, his, own family. his actual family, yeah. and then somebody's like, well, he's not gonna fight Mia, is he? Well, and also, you so just I, did that in the last movie. In Fate of the Furious, he basically takes on his family. Yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. That's you're true. right. Well, New well, family. yeah. This is a little different, I guess. <laughs> you're right. He, he, but he's only doing that to save his family. Yeah. True. 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 So, so now <laughs> he's actually just a long lost brother, or not? I mean, not long lost, but yeah, they've parted can't, ways. Can't wait for long. Mama Toretto to come in uh, next yeah. year for the. <laughs> mm, <laughs> she's going to be the sure. new villain. For sure. Yeah. She can now, bond have with. We, uh, do we know a single thing about Mama Toretto? I don't think we've ever had one mention. I mean, that's a great point. There's your. That's probably yeah. what's happening in Fast Ten. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Maybe okay. you should Hopefully. have a, a mimosa with Helen Mirren. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, let's be honest. There's probably three mamas, right? I mean. Oh, you. Oh, okay. Nora was like the whole time watching this. She's like, they're not actually blood brothers. Like, they're not right. brother brothers, are they? Like, they don't look anything alike. Oh, a distinctive I mean. chin. <laughs> I believe they say about John Cena. You have a distinctive chin. Oh, and Very a Nordic, uh, a yeah. Nordic 
lineage or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay, so they're they're half brothers, right? It gotta be. Let's assume. Okay, let's we'll assume. find out in ten when. Yeah, Mahatra we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So let's go to the present now with this movie. Two years after the confrontation against cyber terrorist Cipher, Dom's retired. This guy's just raising his little his little Brian, as they keep calling him, um, which remember is his son with uh, the now deceased uh, Neves, who is gone. But Dom is doing this, of course, with his wife because they're married, Letty. So they're raising little Brian. They're out on the farm, you know, just fixing tractors and water heaters all day. That's what they do out there. <laughs> And, uh-oh, somebody's coming, and they do not get visitors often, because they're literally like, little Brian, get in the hatch, and, uh, you know, they get their guns and weapons ready, they're ready to throw down, they don't even know who's showing up. Well, it's Roman, Tej, and Ramsey, who arrive with news. Uh, why, why are you throwing up a heart sign right now? Well, that's what he does oh, that's when he puts, <laughs> he puts his hands out the window. I forgot. I forgot. Throwing I thought you were doing that because you love Ramsey or something. I was like, okay. No, no. Everyone knows this is the international symbol of friends. I can't. Yeah. Why? I don't know where my... It's, I have one goddamn camera. It's on the top of this laptop, but I cannot fucking figure out where yeah. it is. Looks okay. like yeah. it's sort of there. Um, well, look, I don't, I'm not very dexterous. Does... <laughs> Does Roman make another tanning joke too about his skin mm. color? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did that yep. in uh, Fast yep. Five last time we yep. met him. Worked well, it worked so well last time. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. <laughs> um, but they arrive and they have news that uh, I guess Mr. Nobody was capturing Cypher, right? I think I have this right. clear. Yeah, that's true. Then his plane was sub- subsequently being attacked by rogue agents and it crashed somewhere in Central America. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we get from right. this, this iPad. Yeah, okay. And you know, so they're like we got to go we got to go help, right? I mean, this is this is what we do. This is an SOS transmission here from Mr. Nobody's plane. We'll get we got to go help him and figure this out. So, everybody's gun ho like Roman, Tej, Ramsey. Letty is like in right away. She is yeah. oh, she's yeah. tired of this water heater not working and and <laughs> she doesn't want to be a parent at all. Like, no, no. Right? Uh, Dom says to her, Brian and Mia got out of the game when they became parents, and she instantly in- answers back, we're not them. Mm. She, she's Jeez. in. She's like, I'm not even waiting for you, Dom. Yeah. No, we just sent our son <laughs> to hide in the barn. And are they even on the run at this point? Are Dom and Letty on the run? I feel like uh, the deal at the end of Fast 8 was, it's all good, baby, baby. You're back yeah. in... Action. I mean, I guess you still know you have enemies out there. You yeah. know, Cypher got away at yeah. the end, so you're playing it safe. But still, I mean, Letty was ready. <laughs> She's like, "Get me out of oh, here! Gosh. Enough tractors! Give me a motorcycle!" She well, leaves that night. Yeah, she's like Dom has to like catch up to her later. Dom's got to figure out all the plans. Who's gonna be watching Brian? <laughs> I know. Oh, good I, point. Yeah, I mean, well, that, he's like, you figure it out. Your kid. See ya. Yeah, and we know the flight's not till tomorrow morning. It's like eight a.m. They say. She's <laughs> yeah. like, I can't, I'm so excited to get the hell off this farm. I'm just gonna go sit by the plane for a little bit overnight. Wow, well, how far is that plane though? I mean, they who knows where they live. They yeah. might have to sleep near the. It's like we you know when you got to sleep near the airport. Yeah, <laughs> um, totally. Do you think that Letty is angry that she is a like 
a quote unquote a mother or that it's not her child. So like, do you think her reaction differs if if little Brian is actually her baby? I God, think there's I some resentment. Think so. yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot of resentment going on here. I, I think you're which, right. Which could have been fun to play with, but uh, mm. no. We're not no. going to... We're just like, no, I got to go because of uh, <laughs> loyalty, so bye. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, here's another question. If Brian is still alive, which he is in this movie, yeah. why does he name his kid Brian? For us. They're brothers. Well, I, I think that's <laughs> weird. Sure, he could have named it after I mean, his real brother. I think JD no actually nailed it. I think that one's for us, the audience. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. But it's yeah. caused so much, so many problems, so many confusion problems. Like, <laughs> oh, where are your kids, uh, Mia? They're with Brian. And I was like, Brian? Brian? Brian's four. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Brian. Right, 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 right. Brian is still alive. I forgot. He's just re- relegated to dad mode. Yeah. Babysitter. It's like, guys, listen, I know you want to keep Brian alive. And I think what they did was quite beautiful, actually. Trey yeah. pointed it out that, you know, let's keep uh, Paul Walker's memory alive by keeping this character yeah. alive and let him live out his life with his family. Great. To just say, hey, Brian and Mia decided they're living off the grid. They don't want to contact with anybody. We don't know where they are. And that's the end of that. Like, yeah. it's like yeah. every time you, you mention him or like at the very end when we see the car pull up, it's like, oh, good. Brian's here. That just bums me out. It's like, oh, yeah, Paul Walker's dead. God damn. It's I just don't mean to be laughing over bummer. that. I like how angry you are. No, but, but the, you're right, because to jump to the end. I thought that was an awful choice because yeah. now how are they going to pay that off? Like for two more movies. Cause I, I think Trey, maybe I'm wrong, but there's going to be two more movies after this. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Fast. There's going to be a hundred more two parts. Well, I know. I, I, I thought I read that Vin, a hundred more men. Vin committed well, to these saga, three. Yeah. yeah. This is the final saga. I've actually also heard that the final two are going to be like part one and part two of the oh, same, yeah, same yeah, right. movie, but, but uh, whatever. Um, so for two more movies, we're going to have like either a just hear Brian reference since like he's like Pokeroo for for my our Canadian <laughs> listeners. Nice. Oh, where was Brian? Oh, he just left. Oh, you just missed Brian. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, I'm, who are you calling? Brian. <laughs> Brian, you're being so funny on the phone, Brian. Um, should we, oh, do you want to FaceTime? Oh, your Internet's acting up so you can't FaceTime? Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That makes sense. Um or there's going to be some sort of like CGI Brian, like yeah. Tupac hologram, mm-hmm. which I think is like really effed up. So yeah. Yeah. like, again, like JD is right. The only problem with, with the JD plan, just saying they're off the grid. No one knows where they are. They're raising their family. Is then, is that fair to Mia? Or mm. AK, is that fair to Jordana Brewster? I, I that's exactly. what it is. That's what it is. The problem is bringing yep. Mia back. It, right. The problem is not having Brian and Mia off screen. That would be fine. That's what they did in Fast 8, and they handled it exactly like JD said. They have that line where they're like, let's call Brian and Mia. No, we can't. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. by, but then, when you're going for, there's another hidden Toretto, at that point, you have to bring back all of the Toretto's, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You can't bring back... Brian O'Connor, unfortunately. So that now makes it super awkward to think that there's Dom out there, Mia out there, Letty out there, new Toretto out there, and Brian, who we know still loves to drive because he shows up in a blue car at the end. He's just at home. Yeah. You should have just kept Mia out, which unfortunately yeah. means you're keeping Jordana Brewster out. And I think that that's 100% the sticking point for Vin. Yeah. He's like, she's family. Yeah. She's in. 
we're finding a way to bring her back. I think that's exactly it. I think you nailed it there because this is a lot cleaner if just Mia is not there. Yeah. But the complication is, as Trey said, well, it's actually her brother they're trying to like track down. And, I'm like, and, yeah, and Letty, you should have you called Mia. You definitely should have to find out that this long lost brother is back. But by bringing her back, it just, uh, everything, it's a massive wrench in the story. for So, totally. so is Brian that, it's weird that even Brian is all, sort of like allowing Mia like to go well, do that's, this. Like, come yeah. on. She we has two a, kids. We have she has two, two kids. kids. It's, it's literally yeah. an insane choice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of, you could argue insane for uh, Dom and, and Letty to go too, but. Yeah. So um, is little Brian with Brian? Yes. Yeah. 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 You don't find that out for a while, though. To yeah, be that's true. That's true. I don't yeah. think you find out until towards the end. end. Okay, mm-hmm. so so back to the farm. Um, Letty gives the necklace. Yeah, there's the, that necklace um, to Little Brian. By the way, unless I missed this, I thought Little Brian put it on for like one second, and then it was hanging on his bedpost, <laughs> like the next shot. He was like, "All right, thanks, mom. I don't, mom, <laughs> mom. You're not even my mom. Uh, it's not even really a, a, a true necklace <laughs> if you think about it." Um, anyway, she took off, like I said. But then, okay, Dom takes another look at the iPad, right? Uh-huh. And he sees. What does he see? A necklace? A cross. Oh, yeah, yeah, a cross like necklace. Cross. Yeah. Freaking another necklace. You had three necklaces in the first ten minutes of this movie, or fifteen minutes of the movie. It's amazing. So, and he. Like, I love that he's like, there's only three of these in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I recognize that necklace. Right? Uh, But he suspects that it's his brother who has one of these. And obviously he knows his... He's... Well, actually, here's a question. Does Does Dom know Jacob is doing all of this, like, spy stuff? Like, that's a little unclear to me. Feels like he doesn't, right? I would Until guess later no. he learns in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But he thinks it's Jacob, so he quickly calls Brian, says, "Hey, can you swing by pick up little Brian? Uh, <laughs> I gotta go." So in the morning, as they are boarding the plane, uh, like a real Tasmellus move, he shows up uh, one one minute before boarding <laughs> and nails it, and always nails it. Never left there on the tarmac, just uh, perfectly executed there by Dom. Okay, so um. I guess we sort of go to them and this device. Uh, they they get they, we're in the jungle, right? We're in Central America and yeah. Central America. Monte Quinto. Yes, thank you. And they end up searching the plane that that went down, and they find a part of a device named Project Ares, which can hack into any computer controlled weapon system. Um, the team though is then ambushed by a private army led by you guessed it. Jacob, yes, John <clears throat> Cena is here, who steals the device. So hold on, is it a is private that, army? I I thought it I was think it's the, the army, army, army. Yeah, the Montequinto army. Okay, the army, army, <laughs> and and Jacob is then there. He's Correct. definitely yeah, there because I, they yeah. have that sick scene of him watching from afar with his necklace dangling yeah. over his shoulder. Right. Who wears a backwards necklace? <laughs> we just want to make sure we see that necklace. You're it right. was like when we went out, uh, when uh, Tass had to wear the Vince Carter jersey, but we put it on him backwards so you could see that it said Carter yeah. on the front. <laughs> it's, a, it's an old director's trick. Um, okay, so yeah, we're, you're right. Thank you for correcting me there. Because they pull up to that plane crash in the jungle. Again, uh, very Lost-like. Uh, shout out to Locke. Uh, not John Locke, Ryan Reynolds. 
Oh, um, I miss Locke. Miss they, him so they, much in this movie. Oh, they man, find yeah. this weird device, this little uh, what do you half geometric don't or uh, I think, half I think a it was um, half a sphere, I think it yeah. was a coffee pod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a giant Nespresso coffee. It was pod. the best Eddie's in the world. <laughs> so I will say Ramsey has done more in the first twenty minutes of this movie than she did in all of F8. So I was happy about that, JD, because I know we were upset about that. Like, yeah. Ramsey did nothing in the last one in The Fate of the Furious. This one, she was she was doing a lot early yeah. and it continued through in this movie. Yeah. Ramsey was great in this. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed Ramsey a lot in this. I love that she can't drive and she's in a Fast and Furious movie. I love it. But yeah, that's, that's way ahead. That, that was funny. Um, but, is, uh, is now a good time to ask, what is Ares? Oh, Ares is the new God's Eye. Okay, yeah, so this is my question. Let's do a quick power rankings. Quick okay. power rankings. Nightshade, God's Eye, Ares. Snow, snowflake. Isn't there a snowflake? Oh, oh it's the virus. Oh, that's yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, so Get, which one is the most deadly? Is that? Well, like, what? Like, because weren't there two whole movies about trying to put together Nightshade? Or was it just one uh, movie? No, it was one. Well, Nightshade is Owen Shaw. <laughs> God's Eye is most Jaconde and Deckard Shaw. Right? Uh-huh. And then Project Ares is Jacob Toretto. Uh, for me, I think God's Eye is the clear winner. Like, that's the only one that ever gets weaponized. Like, they're actually using right. it in that last scene, yeah. uh, you know, to track down Ramsey when she's going all over the city and they're able to, like... Attach it to their guns or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I mean, God's Eye is the only one that ever actually functions. I think, yeah. Yeah. right? And Ares is the same as Nightshade, right? Only on a larger scale, as far as I could tell. Like Nightshade, right. you could just shut things down, I guess. And then with Ares, you could actually just shut down stuff. Anything that was digital could be shut down, or maybe control. Right? <laughs> are, are you yeah. saying anything that has a one or a zero? Anything in it? with a one and zero. <laughs> But I mean, I was I was laughing because I forget which one podcast you were talking about how um, Nightshade was such a MacGuffin that they were like, well, let's just not put too much attention on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then only to be met with Aries, which I was like, okay, well, I guess <laughs> they didn't learn any lessons from that. No. They're just like, just come up with another name um, of a uh, the villain from Wonder Woman. But uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the military shows up, like you guys say. Because Roman, Roman has a scene here mm. where he gets shot at and somehow survives, which he will joke about, which was sort of funny. But he kills like 20 guys. Like yeah. He just goes on a rampage. He was like Denny Savard yeah. the way he was spinning, spinoramming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what is he played in the 80s 70s baby or how old is he no you're uh you're thinking of serge savard this is danny, this is danny savard well, oh no wait the, uh, now i'm confused no, no danny savard was the younger one i think he played in the 90s okay 80s and 90s that was a that was a montreal canadians <laughs> 90s reference there for all of our uh, listeners and watchers uh yeah he was spinning um yeah. And uh, and survives. And again, Trey jokes about it, really. And which becomes like a running gag for a little bit in this movie of just like, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. We can't die. We, we are might be invincible. invincible. Yeah. Are we? Are we not? Are we? Are we not? 
almost everybody's invincible, it seems, except for Giselle. You know, she's literally, <laughs> literally except for Giselle. Everybody is invincible except for Giselle. Uh, no, and Elena. You? Elena, to be fair, can't yeah. survive a, well, a at least, Well, at head. least Elena got, like, yeah, shot, probably in the head. Um, Trey's right. Giselle falls from a car. Well, that was on a plane. Yeah, I was still a little unclear how high she was. Okay, fair enough. Okay, you're right. She's in the air, though. But so everybody falls uh, in every movie from insane heights. Her biggest problem was she didn't land on a car. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a bed. That's true. Great about. point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Owen Shaw made a full recovery, as far as I could tell. Yeah, he's back. Like, he's great. He's back. They could have called him in if they wanted to. This movie didn't even need to. <laughs> you want one of my sons? Nah, not now. Oh, maybe Owen's babysitting little Brian. Mm. He's good with babies. Uncle Owen. Oh, that's his brother. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're that's right. Dex. Um, okay, so then we get them driving through landmines. Uh, I do have a question about this. Okay. Again, because this podcast is just you answering my questions. When they ask Ted, they're like, well, what do we do? He's like, well, just quick calculations, back of an envelope with the... Um, detonation you know power of a landmine plus the the range that it could go yeah we got to drive 80 miles an hour right, at least 80 right. miles an hour and and uh roman's like well my car doesn't go that fast or whatever yeah. now aren't they always just trying to drive as fast as possible <laughs> i know why are they worried about the limit <laughs> what are they suddenly like 80 miles an hour i mean it's fast for a city street but it's not that fast not when you're running from an army i mean no, no. i mean like gonna... look if you're on a highway and there's no one around on a Sunday morning. I don't know. I'm better with kilometers, but I don't think 80 is that fast. Mm. Yeah, so well, I think that's it's 130. It's, it's 130, yeah. It's, I think we've all driven 130 <laughs> kilometers an hour at some point in our lives. Oh, man. Yeah. And you're talking was, to me. Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a conservative driver. Right. Even I've hit that and gone, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was driving oh, that fast. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. why are they so concerned about it? I, I think two reasons. One, Hardy har har, Roman's in a vehicle that actually can't even go that speed. Okay. okay. It looked like he finally picked the right vehicle, Matt. Like right. He finally went with one right. that's very well protected, well suited to the job at hand. Oh, mm-hmm. would have been got better to go yeah. with the Lambo for this right, at the end right. here. And then maybe the other reason, I think, yeah, the, the smaller reason is just so you can say, hey, how are they driving over mines? Yeah, but so say a like, hundred. But they're driving fast enough over them that it then triggers, you know, behind them. I guess hundred miles an hour dodging mines, like whoa. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, <laughs> driving uh, driving over those landmines. It was like me driving on DeKalb Avenue. Am I right? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Well, uh, when like when the reference. lane changes, you know, because sometimes oh, yeah. it's one way and one direction. Oh Jesus! Yeah. But pothole. After it's more pothole. treacherous. That's more treacherous than driving over. Oh, it is. Land. It is. Can't be. Yeah. Just um, throw some of those giant metal slabs over the landmines. You'll be fine. That's what they do around here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, giant piece of metal, it's fixed. <laughs> um, Local so humor. Back to Roman. At one point, somebody asked him, how in the hell are you not dead? <laughs> yeah, good. You could have been asking that for the last you know, 10 movies now. <laughs> um, Letty loses the device to John Cena. This is all this race here, guys. This is a big set piece here. Uh, she loses the device to Jacob. I had a laugh when she said, 
The device! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the my device! My, my Nespresso! Yeah. How I'm a monster without my coffee in the morning. One half of the device! <laughs> I dropped the item! <laughs> but, and, and then here again, like, justice for Giselle, like, Letty, like, lands on the car, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. just boom! Dom, like, car catches her oh yeah and like she's fine no problem she landed on a car you're okay we then get to the bridge and tej is there first (laughs) so they hit that bridge this rickety old bridge definitely should not be taking a car across it um but they do and unfortunately they probably could have just got across it pretty easily but uh, the rolling vehicle that they had taken out, mm. it actually, he gets onto the bridge, it clips the, the one end of it, and it starts, like, deteriorating and falling. So it goes down. They somehow, like, nos off it, I guess. Uh, you know, oh, for, yeah. for a Pretty second, much. you think, oh, boy, they're gone. You didn't really, <laughs> but then they come flying up. <laughs> um, so there's no bridge. We've got Jacob driving towards that no bridge. We've got, of course, Dom and Letty driving towards that no bridge. Jacob just, boom, takes off it. And you're like, holy crap. I mean, we've seen, we saw Brian and Dom do this before. It's like, it's not oh, it's the It's the old Toretto trick of driving <laughs> off, straight off a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> it works a lot of the time. Jacob's perfected it, in my mind. <laughs> yeah. well, that plane was badass coming in and just uh, magnetizing him, his car and taking him off into the sunset. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like, little stealth bomber just catches yeah. him. Perfectly played. Um and then, well, Dom, they don't have a stealth bomber to to pick him up in the midair. So he does what I can only call like a George of the Jungle-like maneuver. <laughs> I'd say more Tarzan, but sure, yeah. Oh, wait, I meant Tarzan. <laughs> oh, George of the Jungle. No, George of the Jungle is way more famous than Tarzan. Really? You think so? No! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tarzan is what I meant, and he's got his jeans, so that works even better. And he swings his car across the water. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, that was new. <laughs> yeah, Letty. Did, so he like uh, it's almost like a reverse carpooning here by Dom as well to Ooh. somehow take the cable that was already there and get it stuck on the bottom. I'm not gonna lie though. I love the driving across the rickety bridge part because I mean, how many different movies have you seen a hero run across a rickety bridge? Right. Oh no no no! It's collapsing behind me. I'm never gonna make it. They did it with a car. I thought that was pretty smart. Mm-hmm. I like that, sure. and I also did like the part when they were avoiding um, the landmines until the very end. Roman gets blasted up. He gets caught in between two mountains. I yelled, "Wedgie!" <laughs> <laughs> We got to count it, I think. Uh, And then then almost falls on a landmine that is the worst buried landmine of all time. Somebody swept it out. The whole thing is stuck out of there. Do not step on this. Yeah. Uh, I was Uh, getting, um, Jay, did you get um, Indiana Jones vibes from the set piece? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I felt like like it was a cross between that and now that I'm a gamer, I can say Uncharted 4. I was going to say that too. Really? Absolutely. Oh, I was going to say uh, Temple Run. Yeah, but especially when uh, when Roman is uh, getting shot up, uh, Skeets mentioned uh, he doesn't get hit, but he kills 15, 16 guys. Huh, I've been in that situation in oh. Uncharted. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
You yeah. just sometimes you just got to stand there and and gun everybody down. You just flip it over to easy mode, and that's what <laughs> and you're you're done, right? Like JT, no, you don't do that. You work hard at it. You learn their movements, their spacing, mm. and then you figure out how to take them out. Right. Mm. Okay. You playing this too, eh, Mario? Playing it. I finished it. Come on. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> it's old news. Come on, bro. Waiting. Old news. Just waiting for Uncharted Five. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Okay, uh, anything to add to this crazy, crazy scene with all of this going on, the the, the Jacob obviously showing up, the plane, the the Tarzan move across the water, all that stuff with Roman, and uh, anything to add? I mean, oh, actually, I, I, oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I I was just enjoyed the little bit of uh, karma, the writer's karma. Uh, karma, nice. Ka- yeah, karma with a yeah, yeah. With a C, yeah. Um, Mm. Uh, when uh, Mr. Nobody is mentioned many, many times when they're talking about the the guidance thing, you know, and it's just like, ha, you you, you fucked yourselves here because you <laughs> named a character Mr. Nobody, so now you have to call him Mr. Nobody. Any other character, you would just call them by their last name. Hobbs said this. Hobbs said that. Right. Hobbs can't find me, but now it's like actual lines are like uh, Roman, uh, not a soul in sight. No sign of Mr. Nobody. If you don't say Mr., then it's no sign of nobody, right? Or Don says, uh, whatever it is, Mr. Nobody wanted us to find it. Otherwise, it's whatever it is, nobody, nobody wanted <laughs> right? So they always, always have to say Mr. Yeah. Nobody. So you did it to yourselves, writers. You did it to yourselves. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more because to me, every time they said it, it sounded like, what are those books called with those circular people? And it's like Mr. Moody, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mr. Happy, Mr. Yes. Grumpy. This sounds so <laughs> dumb. Uh, and the only other note I had was I thought that the reveal of John Cena was pretty lame. Like, because mm. um, you see old, you know, quote unquote John Cena in the flashbacks. And then you see him looking over the bridge, but you see just the chain. So the first time you see his face, I believe, is when he speeds up in the car parallel to Dom and uh, picks up the device. <laughs> and you just, and that's like, you just see kind of see him through the car window and he looks at him and like, I was like, that's the reveal for like this huge action star jumping into this franchise. I thought it was pretty lame. Yeah. Yeah. They, they love nothing more in this series though, than a, than a, a window through window, a car window through car window glance at each other. It that's just, it, it says so much more than words. Right, so you, you, then you could talk in your normal voice, and the person behind the glass in the other car can hear you perfectly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, uh, uh, they're all linked to, up. To that point, Matt, like, l- let's talk about it now. Like, John Cena totally Ugh. wasted in wasted. this movie. So hundred percent agree. I, I love the. I, I mean, I've seen. I don't. I'm. I'm not a wrestling fan, as you know. Uh, 
But the two things I've seen him in, uh, 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 Trainwreck Block. Mm-hmm. and Blockers. Block. He, mm-hmm. he was in Trainwreck as well. Uh, and he's amazing, hilarious. And I think, to Matt's point, this is Vin Diesel saying, uh, oh, we're bringing in another charismatic, hilarious wrestler? Uh-uh. First of all, number one, we're making him a Toretto. <laughs> gloomy as fuck never like sad and moody and he doesn't emote at all okay that's number yeah. one number two the Toretto no, no heroic reveal like we're not we're not gonna see uh, he's gonna see me through a car window and that's it on equal equal playing grounds you know what I mean mm. and, and otherwise and then otherwise we're just gonna we're gonna neuter him we're gonna take everything that everybody loves about John Cena and take take it out of this character and that way he's not gonna outshine me that's that's my that's one of my big complaints with this mm. movie. Well, fine, let's talk about it now. Vin Diesel ruined this fucking movie. He made this movie garbage because like you guys were saying, he took out the um the the cutscene in the credits of the last movie. He did mm-hmm. not want Hobbs and Shaw to be uh you know, credited or be seen as a big thing. Then you have Hobbs and Shaw, which for whatever you think about it is a way more fun movie than this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uses the sort of humor that the rock can pull off and that very clearly john cena can pull off and this movie is begging for the more of that kind of vibes but it's so self-serious it is the worst of all the fast and furious tendencies to be like brooding when this is supposed to be a fun and ridiculous romp Mm. and you have this person that's capable of pulling it off and vin diesel basically says no now what happened to the Rock and and uh, and Decker in this. Did, did, was it? Did Vin say The Rock's not allowed in this one? Yeah. Okay, well, Ty- it's, it's it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Ty- Tyrese says if The Rock is going to be in Fast and Furious Nine, I'm not going to be in it. And Tyrese Vin Diesel, said that. Yeah, Tyrese said that, <laughs> oh, yeah. and Vin Diesel took Tyrese over The Rock. I guess probably because he was there first and yeah. he hadn't, uh, you know, in Vin's view, gone behind his back to make Hobbs and Shaw. But I mean, it's 100% right. This movie is dying for somebody to be the funny guy. Because, like, the only jokes at this point are Tej and Roman going back and forth, joking about what we've seen for the past five movies. Those are, like, right. the only jokes because Vin's not going to be doing it. He's not going to be yucking it up on screen. It could have been Cena. They could have definitely given him more personality rather than just, you know this random Toretto who is angry and he's the villain. Uh, right. A major misuse of John Cena. Yeah, it's, it's a great point. Why didn't they make him such an opposite Toretto? Like, such yeah. like, a, like a wisecracking, like sillier, like, you know, not as disciplined maybe even as Dom or whatever. You could still have all this weird story with what was going on with his dad, but like, yeah, make him fun. And maybe, make and that fun. actually would make it almost more believable that they've like, they butted heads and they went their separate ways and stuff like that. Like, he's still his brother, so he's still going to love him. But, yeah, he's so... It, I'm with you guys. The John Cena is... Like, it could have been anybody playing this. Yeah. But, the, this, but that's... It's like the inmates are running the asylum at this point. Yeah. Like, fine, I understand Vin, uh, Dom is, is the center of the movie. But, like, find a way to, if, to write him out. Like, write a great script with him not involved. And I guarantee you it's going to be a better movie with John Cena, The Rock, and Jason Statham. Yeah. I mean, he is the clearly the worst of those four. So why is he? <laughs> but that's he... not happening, man. He's con- Vin Diesel has convinced himself he's Dominic Toretto. Like they're, I, they're, I understand they're the that. But this movie. I mean, well, like we haven't gotten to the end yet. But are we all agreeing this is one of the worst movies of the 
of the This ten? is worse than Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay, yeah. okay. Ooh, so there you go. I hated this movie. Oh, me I too. I hate this movie too. Yeah. So <laughs> I think this movie is okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that is scathing criticism coming from I know, I know. Trey Kirby taking a shit on this movie because he loves this series. Hey, I still like it better than Too Fast. Uh, okay. Barely. Sorry, what were you saying, Matt? No, I mean, that's just, that's so upsetting. It's like you have the tools, but you don't, you don't take them out of the tool shed. Yeah. I mean, like you have the rock, you have Statham, and now you have Cena. And at the behest of one crazy man who believes he is a street racer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) uh, You're making the movie actively worse. And, and, and that's what, what made me so angry watching it was like not just this is a bad movie but this could so easily be a way better movie just by making personnel choices mm-hmm. the personnel you already have in this franchise yeah and and again at the behest of a, a of a true madman you're you're <laughs> screwing it up and All then right. you're just throwing in cardi b as if that's oh, gonna make up for it. God. oh jeez um okay here's so a note i had who was cardi b there's another question I have. Oh, it can, oh hold on. We're there. not there let's yet. We're not, we're not there yet. Um, okay, we're the like team. 12 minutes into the movie. I know. We got it. Speed it up. Speed it up. They just rolled the opening credits. The team rendezvous <laughs> with uh, Stasiak. All right. Oh, he's back. He's got the busted nose still. <laughs> Crazy nose. Um, so they, they, oh, I love it. they talk with him on the way to the safe house. This is where Dom's sister Mia arrives to help. And Dom, I guess, reluctantly allows her to join them. Yeah, yeah, sure. The team then learns that Han is connected to Ares, this project, and Letty and Mia decide, well, we're going to go to Tokyo to investigate. Meanwhile, Jacob meets with Otto. Otto. (laughs) 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 Um, His associate. Cypher is being held at their base. And after failing to sort of sway Jacob, tells him the other half of Ares is in uh, Edinburgh. Is that right? I think so. I think so, yeah. I, think I was so. confused with the cipher part, with what was going on and who was in control and why yeah, she right. was sort of in a jail and, and, and what their relationship was between Otto, Cypher, and Jacob. <laughs> Trey, it, I only got it like probably 15 minutes ago because you mentioned that Mr. Nobody's plane was attacked by a rogue agent, which yeah. therefore is Jacob who was trying to break Cypher out or I guess you know, take custody of Cypher because they have her in, you know, like a fish tank <laughs> right, <laughs> with a right. maze around yeah. it for whatever reason. And I guess Otto, at one point, he says he's the financier, so he's paying for Jacob to go and get yeah, uh, okay. Ares, and they need Cypher to get Ares. So I think it's just Otto's funding this entire thing, and Jacob's the one who's really going to go and get it done. Yeah, uh, Cypher's got a fascinating look. Uh, Charlie Theron tour in this one for my NFT lovers out there and for everybody watching on YouTube um, Cypher is basically a pudgy penguin <laughs> <laughs> got the Beatles bangs <laughs> what a wow. classic look she's rocking uh, I don't know it looks rare um, so yeah that's uh, that's Cypher's uh, bowl cut look there for you listeners uh, to the podcast but that's what's what's going on we get the the Han reveal and then we get, uh, I guess, making a little more sense of what the heck this relationship between Cypher, Otto, and Jacob is. Thoughts, Matteo? Well, I mean, you call it a Han revealed. Han's on the poster of this movie. Yeah, well, yeah, well they do that a lot in this, yeah. This series. That's nothing new, man. 
Yeah, I don't really have much to say about it, except um, why did they capture Cypher? So they could make Charlize Theron spend another movie where she cannot interact with another human. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, but you're right. Uh, She talks to Jacob, at least, in this one. Yeah. Through a thick uh, (laughs) glass, I guess, or uh, plexiglass wall. But, yeah, never face-to-face with any of the the heroes in this movie, right? Mm Mm-mm. No. In fact, the one time you think she's actually there at the end, no, she's playing, she's, playing, she's playing a video game. <laughs> oh, she's Mattio. Lost again. So <laughs> Mattio, how many days do you think Charlize worked on this? I mean, Whoa. is that one day of work? No, no. Really? Feels I like. think maybe three. Oh, really? Okay. Pretty I good. I know a lot. Yeah. I guess she's really not in that many scenes. Not no. really. No, not really at all. Not really. She's in not many locations. Yeah, two or three sounds right. Days well, sounds I guess so. At least a day to get in and get that uh, that haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a what a look. Hopefully that was a wig because, yikes. <laughs> Thanks, you didn't like it. Well, just you got to walk around with that haircut. You know, there's not many other things you could do with it once your hair is cut into a bowl. Yeah. It's sort of uh, like. Um, Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, a little bit. A little it's like bit. Lloyd's haircut a little bit. <laughs> so, okay, what did you think, JD? Matt's right. Han on the poster heading into this. I mean, I said it. I said it podcasts ago. Actually, like we know Han's coming back. Yeah, I've seen the poster that he's yeah. here. But what did you think about the whole? And we're gonna get to Tokyo here in the rundown. But like the just this whole Han angle and and the the move they pulled off. The move is in terms of his getting it, like his reveal that happens later, or the fact yeah, that he's sure. somehow Just... connected to this. Like Han coming back, I thought. Uh, I mean, okay, sure. Uh, I read after that this is basically the reason Justin Lin wanted to come back and do this movie, or at least that's what he he said. It was one of the reasons. <laughs> Justice for Han, right? Uh, yeah, right. You know, he he did get done dirty uh, with Statham joining the team. Right. So and then the cutscene at the very end shows we're going to finally get some payback or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shaw's going to pay his due, his debt to uh, us fans for for, you know, joining the team. It wasn't even really his fault. He's like getting revenge for his brother. And then they uh, this very team that he was getting revenge on asked him to join the team. What else was he supposed to do? But But, uh, isn't it isn't it implied that. Deckard killing Han was was part of Mr. Nobody's plan to make him disappear? Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. but but Deckard wasn't in on it as far as I could tell, right? I don't think he was a Mr. Nobody operative at that point. No. <laughs> I don't think so, but a lot of people were, apparently. That's the yeah. crazy thing to me, is that this scene has now been double re- retconned. It's like, <laughs> we saw Han die in Tokyo Drift. And then we pulled back a little bit more. And, oh, wait, Jason Statham is there. Actually, it was Deckard Shaw who made that explode. Oh, wait, we're going to pull back even more. Yeah, Deckard did that, but Mr. Nobody knew it was going to happen and had a plan in place right away to be able to squirrel him away uh, into the Tokyo underground. Luckily, though, he had mentioned that he viewed Tokyo as his Mexico at some point to Letty, so that if she happened to be in Tokyo and saw a Mexican flag anywhere, oh. 
It's likely to be Han. <laughs> They're like, uh, remember that time Han said that he would treat Tokyo like Mexico? <laughs> Did you notice that there is a flag up there? It's gotta be him. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. Oh, hi. Right, we're yeah. in uh, one of the literally biggest cities in the world. That's what I couldn't figure out. Like, it, these movies, like, you kind of like look away for a second, and then you're like, did they explain? Like, is it a coincidence that they happen to be eating dinner? Al fresco in front of this uh, flag that's in a window, or did they say they went to this restaurant because it was near where it used to live? Or I mean, that was my assumption that they were there. They were in that area because the clues had led them there. Mm. But did they say anything about that? I have no idea. Mm, I don't remember I don't them saying anything so. like that. But I uh, don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was one scene in between Letty and Mia actually finding Han still alive along with his ward, L. <laughs> his um, ward. But, and, it, and this scene is, and I don't think we need to take a long time on it, it's Dom meaning his father's former mechanic, Buddy, who, who took Play, Jacob, Another placeholder. Thanks, Buddy. <laughs> who took Jacob in after his exile and learns that Jacob is in London. Um, so Dom, yeah, Dom goes and sees Buddy. I was going to say they share a Corona, but they do Dom not. never takes a sip. Mm. And uh, that's how you know this guy means business, I think. <laughs> it's like he's not even taking one little drink of this Corona that he's been handed by Buddy. And not only that, did his best to warm that beer up. He gra- has the full neck <laughs> and the body. I, I hate this. Well, yeah. oh, but he was holding it like that, gripping yeah. like a... Oh, my God. <laughs> Like I'm glad that he put it down because if he had any intention of actually drinking that beer, I would have been furious. Yeah, and he gets him. I have that right. He just gets information that Jacob's probably in London, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the only piece of information that he gets, other than I don't know what buddy's buddy says. Something like, uh, "I tried my best. I tried my best (laughs) with your brother, but uh, you know, what are you gonna do?" Michael Rooker's great, though. I, I, anytime he's on screen, I love seeing him. But but that said. Uh, we keep in touch constantly uh, through Facebook and other social media apps. And uh, even though I haven't seen him for a while, uh, I think I saw a picture of him uh, on the London Eye um, Ferris wheel. Uh, he looked happy. He, looked he, was sit- he was sitting next to Chris Middleton. <laughs> All right. Wow. So back to Tokyo. Um, yeah, we get this finding out that Han is alive because of the whole Mexican flag in a window. Um. We also get Mia telling Letty that she stayed in touch with Jacob a year after the death of their father. And then somebody, I think it's Letty, says, funny how we all have secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mia also says, I broke into a police archive. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Actually, no we, we kind of <laughs> glossed over that, it. but it, it was jarring in a way that's kind of bad to see uh, Letty and Mia just have their own scene, like have dinner together yeah. and just talk to each other. It's so jarring in the sense that like, it should really not be that jarring for them to do it, but just evidence that that is not the kind of thing that can happen in these movies. Yeah, so right. that was nice. I mean, again, point. Mia should not be in this movie, but it was nice that they gave them a scene together. Okay, well, you didn't love the Jacob reveal with John Cena. How did you feel, Matt, in this movie about the Han reveal? Like, there's the huge action scene between the three women and a bunch of mm. uh, bad guys. That That's happening in the apartment. Letty eventually makes her way outside, and... Boom, there's a sniper like taking down yeah, some some guys and then uh, do we see Han right there? Yeah, we, we do. 
after the slowest camera moves of all time. It's just like, uh, we all know he's in the movie. Just yeah. reveal him already. Yeah, yeah, God yeah. damn it. And and then you sort of see him walk away from the, he's, he, he comes away from the sniper. Uh, and I almost didn't recognize him because he had this blue light totally. on him. Totally. And yeah. I was yeah. like, is that? And he has a haircut huh? too. And he got a haircut. And a haircut, so. Same, same. Uh, <laughs> it unfortunately didn't look like that. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, yeah, it just, uh, you know, I think I, I think it really we were like, hey, we need an action scene. We haven't had an action scene here in a little bit where guys are guys or women are fighting. So let's put it right here in this yeah. uh, in in this, uh, I don't know, room, small room. I, I, I was confused, actually, sort of who these people were. Uh, I think that they were part of uh, Jacob's crew, right? OK, so um, they're just trying to. What get to uh, they're trying yeah, to get well, to the point they mentioned that like Han's DNA is encoded into this weapon, right? And that's kind of why they go to Tokyo in the first place. Because I think Dom Dom shows yeah. Letty and Mia the the postcard that Han sent of Mexico from Tokyo. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's their tiniest of breadcrumbs that at least gets them yeah. to Tokyo. Uh, but I but I think at that point. Jacob must have similar information that we got to go to Tokyo to figure out somehow somehow how to get this other half of the device and how to get it open. Right, but no, they, re- they don't know L is the key at this point. I don't no, think so. I was no. just gonna say that. I don't yeah. think anybody no. knows Mm-mm. except yeah. for Han. Yeah, right, right, right. And by the way, that fight in the apartment was atrocious. Like yeah, very bad. Again, in video game mode, hired stuntmen to literally just take punches. Right. I mean. Mm-hmm. There's, it, it was actually, Justin Lin saves it a little with editing because he's cutting back to Letty and Mia and Letty and Mia, Mia. But if you go back and watch that scene, which I did, it, it's just the guys are just basically stunned by a pot, stand there, uh, <laughs> and then uh, no, just waiting to get punched, you know, waiting to get knocked out. And then, you know, there's a cool stunt where, uh, where Letty flies out the window with the guy, but... Other than that, I mean, and they do that stunt a couple of times in the movie. Uh, Roman does it to a guy, tackles him front first, lands, you know, about 10 or 15 feet underneath, and then uh, Letty does it again, and then that's when Han shows up. But, oh, God. This movie is so tedious. Like, all the action scenes even are just, I was just like, oh, my God, just get just get. <laughs> Get to the quiet parts. When you're saying that in a Fast and Furious movie, that's a bad sign. It's just like, can we go back to the dialogue, please? <laughs> this guy wanted slow and serious, not fast. <laughs> um, okay, well, it's going to get even weirder, if you ask me. If you thought that scene was bad in Tokyo. Suddenly, we're in Cologne, Germany. And Sean, you brought him up earlier, JD. Sean Boswell from Tokyo Drift. Twanky from Tokyo Drift, little Bow Wow. A new guy, Earl. <laughs> he was They're, in Tokyo Drift. He was. Oh, who's he? Earl. An associate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I legit don't remember him. What did he do? Uh, he was an associate of uh, uh, DK, was he not? Was he not in uh, DK's gang or? Was he? I think he's, I thought he was an associate of Twinkie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I thought there was some crossover there. What but anyway, I remember he like helped them like pedal like Jordans at school. Maybe it was, they definitely went to school together, right? Wow. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Earl at all. 
I do. I remember that guy, Jason Tobin. He's actually a pretty good actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought he was a new guy. I was like, that's a weird decision just to throw in a new guy. But then I was like, that's almost more believable. It's been a long time. You're going to pick up some new friends. But, okay, Roman and Tez show up to recruit them. They're working on a rocket car. Mm-hmm. Somebody says in this scene, uh, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. That was yeah. the voice of the audience. Yeah. It was Nora sitting next to you. No, I'm it was, confused. I think it was Roman. Um, but I was confused, Matt. Uh, this whole rocket stuff I, is so, was so strange. And understand. these are the Tokyo Drift guys. Like, I, and well, okay. I, did I miss an explanation? Wait, well, Dom does say, "Hey, Tej Roman, I got a, I got some guys in in Germany who yeah. can get you whatever you need," and they say, "On it." All right, but, and okay. then they go yeah. and meet. So we just have to take the leap of faith that these guys and their drifting have now been exploring <laughs> building a rocket car. Right, but the but the problem with the scene is that there's no shopping list that Roman and Tej have or anything. They're not there to ask for anything specific. They're just like, oh hey, let's go meet up with these guys, and they happen to be working on a rocket car, right? Like, there's no other reason. Like, yeah. why yeah. are they there otherwise? Even even funnier than that, though, is they go up. They have the whole conversation about the rocket car. Then, cut to, you see, the, they show them the rocket car racing. Um, they explain that they usually blows up. Yeah. And then, at the end of all that, they go, hey, we're here to, we heard you know where to get some cars. And, they're, and the guy's like, basically tells him to F off. And he's like, yeah, right. there's a Honda dealership. 30 yeah. miles down the road or whatever. And then he's like, well, Dominic Toretto sent us. And then they're like, oh, man. <laughs> so here's my question. If you're working on a secret rocket project, like, why would you be willing to show someone your secret rocket project but not <laughs> tell them where to get a car? Yeah. That's, yeah. I guess, what... Also, well, I we'll get to that in the space, okay. the space okay. portion of it. But I, my only note from this is I haven't seen... Uh, as I explained on the last podcast, I hadn't seen Tokyo Drift since basically it came out. I did not rewatch it. Did they make the um, Sean way more yokely in this version? Or I, think they I don't it remember up. They him being that yokely. Yeah, he's always been a little. Yeah, he's a, a bit yokely. Yeah, a little. But he's like cartoonishly yokely. Like he was like a well, the hell, I do a say. <laughs> like, he's yeah. half like Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I just think they amped it up. And okay. yeah, JD said he looked uh, quite different in his parents. Uh, Lil Bow Wow, not so little either no. anymore. Uh, <laughs> just Bow Wow. Just Bow Wow, which I think is what he's going by. Yeah, I mean, a little meta commentary there when they're like, you used to go by the name Twinkie. I don't go by that name anymore. Yeah. And then you see in the credits, he's listed as Shad Moss rather than Bow Wow or Little uh, Bow Wow. I like yeah. that. But uh, crazy to think, Sean, you know, a high school dropout, had to leave the United States, and now he's building a rocket. <laughs> the guy well, is building on. a rocket in Germany. He, well, he didn't drop out of school, did he? Well, I mean, do you think he went back to school after becoming named the Drift King? I would hope so. <laughs> I guess Morimoto was still going to high school when he was hanging with DK, the original. I think that one had graduated, but yeah, maybe he got his degree. I mean, he's a, a rocket science and he's a scientist and a pilot now. He's, he definitely went back to school. Okay, yeah, okay. Right. You think he got his PhD so he could be Dr. Drift King? <laughs> 
so DDK. DDK. <laughs> in London. We're back to London. Dom meets Queenie Shaw, Helen Mirren, who gives him Jacob's location. Um, she's stealing jewels and cars. and There's some backward driving in this, JD. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some weird music in this, too. Yeah, horns. What yeah. horns? <laughs> it was just uh, strange. During the, during the chase? During the, the Helen Mirren with... Uh, um, Dom scene. Yeah, um, yeah, the music gets all like like circusy, and so, I don't know. It's tough to explain, but uh, oh, I have to go back. A, a little jarring, I thought to mm. me. But she takes him to this party, <laughs> this uh, weird party. Hold on, was it a party? Like I don't know. You have a bunch of hired women. Let's call them dancers i guess <laughs> yeah to dance around on the front lawn of your house mm-hmm. yeah, there's no party inside. happening there's nothing oh, happening there's inside inside that's a that's a yard party that's almost like a block party jd but there's no <laughs> guests there there's just <laughs> girls who have been hired to hang out in front of the house right yeah. and it's a, definitely like uh i guess it's a white party you had to wear white mm-hmm. everybody's wearing white yeah grisham could have shown up in his white belt <laughs> fit right in uh no you're right it's a strange party cars and women uh, just dancing out front. <laughs> show show me a normal looking party in the Fastiverse. You yeah, can't right, find you're one. Right. You're right. But the only thing the I was one. missing was they needed somebody there just wailing on guitar the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they needed that, and then like somebody with a with a bucket full of rats. I love in movies when. They're like, he's like, I'm looking for Jacob. He's like, oh, he's inside. You know, inside this giant mansion. <laughs> like, this giant. I was, was there like 30 deleted scenes where like Dom walks through me like, hey, man. Oh, sorry. I thought my strange brother was in here. Uh, never mind. Carry on. <laughs> Next scene. Hey, wait. I just, oh, uh, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, I thought my brother was in here. Oh, could you, do you know where he's? Okay. <laughs> he just walks right into the correct room. Hello. Well, I mean, Otto is outside, JD. Yeah. Because Dom meets him at the door. He's like, you know, are you on the guest list here? <laughs> Dom's like, the party's outside. Why would I have to go inside? <laughs> uh, I guess he meets a giant henchman, too. You know, of course, he's going to come into play a little bit later. But, yeah, he go- he gets inside. Matt's right. He-, he finds his brother, who's just at a bar. There's no bartender. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else in this mansion. And, you know, they, they come face to face and... I laughed out loud at Dom yelling, I showed you mercy! <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then, so they have their thing, and then Interpol arrests him because he's at an embassy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Otto calls it in. And uh, then, he's, then he's in jail, and then, you know, we already slipped it in there, but it's a big, what the actual fuck? Why is Cardi B <laughs> here? Who is she? And why is she helping Dom escape? And it is like she gets a she gets literally a three minute scene. I don't even know what's three minutes. Maybe less than that. It's yeah. a, okay. It's one minute. Makes sense maybe. of all this. What, what, what I can't. Think? I can't uh, make sense <laughs> of any of it. Yeah, you know that something's off. Well, I was like out right away when the dancing girls. Because I, you know, I I I had another look at this. I scrubbed through uh, because I was I I was like. I, I don't want to come into today's show and be the poison pill and everyone's going to love this movie and I'm going to be the one that hates it and, uh, you know, and, I, and I didn't want to be that so I, I put on my sound editor hat and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this through a sound editing because the sound is great in this movie. And so 
But when I see the girls dancing out in front, I'm like, what What are they doing there? Why are they hired there? And I know that they're moving and dancing to nothing, right? Like right. when you shoot a movie, you're not hearing any music. And it looks like that, right? So then we go up and we they have their confrontation. And then Interpol comes in. And you yeah. know something's off right away because they're all totally masked up. And they come in so fucking weird. Like the way they... <laughs> Tip, basically tiptoe, tit, 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 and they're arresting, they're arresting Dominic, but they go in a semicircle behind Dominic, yeah. who's still pointing his gun at Jacob. It's like, why wouldn't you go on the side of Jacob? You know, like, and they just all, tit, 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 tit. I'm like, these aren't in Interpol. They can't be. They can't. Be. This, this is somebody else for wow. sure, right? Oh, you, you, you sensed it. I, I sensed that something was way off. And uh, yeah, and then we get to the van, and was it was it implied that they were dancing girls who changed into yes, 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 Interpol? It was. Because she says, uh, "You should have seen me in that that." Or did you see me in my dress? It's like okay, well, we probably should have seen her in her dress, right? As the audience, right? Like, I guess, but we right. would have been like. Cardi B. Hey, hey, that's Cardi B. <laughs> but that's fine, though. But that's fine. It's like, oh, there's Cardi B. Oh, there and, she uh, is again. T-Pain's DJing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, But I'm still so confused. Dom sets this... Who set this up? Who I set don't know. Cardi B up to then... But save oh, it's it. It's got to be Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because she shows up and not only does she break Dom out, she also gives them a gun that's basically like, as soon as I hand you this, you're going to be able to find Jacob very, right. very easily. So, even know. though you also just found him very, very yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, you were just talking to him. <laughs> you were just at his house. But this will make it even easier if he's in a big crowd. Uh, so, yeah. Um, basically, anytime Mr. Nobody shows up, he just tells you, the next thing that's going to happen in the movie. So she's a little bit of a Mr. Nobody substitute. My guess, yet another operative. Everybody, if you yeah. don't know their motivations, they're probably working for Mr. Nobody at this point. Yeah, I guess. Hold on. Does Cardi B say something, though, about the Dominican Republic? <laughs> yes. And, yes, she and does. gas, right? Yep. I don't know. If she, oh, yeah. Pumping yeah, gas in DR. Yeah. So it's like, says. you know, a little thank you, I guess, for that time yeah. you... You took those tankers. We got our answer to that, JD. We were always wondering, okay. did they just keep the gas for their cars? Yeah. But I, I'm so happy to hear that they shared some of it with Cardi B. Yes, yes. Okay, so Tej, Roman, and Ramsey join Dom in Scotland, where Jacob is using an electromagnet to steal the second Ares device. Oh, magnets are going to play prominently here from, uh, from here on out, I should say, in this movie. So Tej and Roman find the truck containing the electromagnet, as they fight Otto's men, um, you know, they think like, it looks like they got it and they're in the clear, but then, whoops, nope. But Ramsey, who doesn't know how to drive, like JD said, she uh, commandeers the truck to chase after Otto. Dom intercepts Jacob, who is getting the second part of the Nespresso pod uh, to, to brew the perfect cup. And he is like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, zip lining through the city. They all fight throughout the city. Before Otto can extract Jacob, Ramsey runs his car off of the road, and then they use the electromagnet to capture Jacob. <laughs> Magnets! How do they work? How do they work? <laughs> How do they work? <laughs> Any way you need them man. to. That's yeah. right. 
Turn it one way, they're <laughs> flying towards you. <laughs> Other way, get out of here. Okay, okay, I will say, pretty damn silly, pretty stupid, but anytime the magnets were used, like, to suck a car or suck something else, I thought it looked cool, JD. Yeah. Like, cars flying, and none of it ever really made a whole lot of sense, because, like, why isn't that other item also being sucked up? But right. if you just forgot about that, you know, cars f- being sort of sucked under other cars because of the magnets or pushed away or whatever, I thought looked cool. I thought for a lot of the time. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is what they're good at. It yeah. better look good. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, But like Trey says, I mean, it's just... They only work the way they're needed to work, and that's it. There's no other real collateral other than you know what they want to happen it's just the selective physics again with uh, with this franchise which is fine but i was so far gone like out of this movie at this point i was just like come on like you know uh, fine magnets great but (laughs) i didn't i I mean i didn't love it Mm -hmm. but but you like the ramsey truck part i liked that she couldn't drive although you know there's no way that she's getting that truck moving. If you don't know how to drive at all, right, and you're in Scotland, there's no way that that's uh, uh, an automatic transition truck. In fact, they even they show the gas pedal and the brake, which is uh, the, the, the square brake. That means there's a clutch. They, they purposefully blocked the clutch, but they did show her shifting gears. But she's not getting, like, mm-hmm. all due respect to Ramsey, it's not that easy to get a car if you have, have if you don't know anything about driving a stick, you're not getting that car moving. It's not moving at all. So, you know that kind of takes me out of it. But I did love the bit that she was she couldn't drive. So it was funny. The that part of it was was kind of funny. And her like behind the wheel, like apologizing, and then that was your fault. That was my fault. I kind of bought into that a little bit. Were those, were those prescription sunglasses on her? Because <laughs> if you've never driven before, I don't think you should be driving in sunglasses. Nah. Uh, Trey, uh, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> you think that should be one of the requirements? I like, think so. You yeah. gotta get a, you gotta be, maybe you gotta be 16 to be able to drive with regular glasses. Yeah. Like 18 to drive with sunglasses yeah. on a little harder. What about the glare though? You know, you also wouldn't want glare mm. if it's your no, first time I, behind the wheel. No, I, there were shots where it was very cloudy. It was in Scotland. Yeah. That's definitely true. Right. Um, I'm with JD on this one. I loved her explaining like why she couldn't drive, especially considering in the last movie we were like, hey, let her drive. Why should yeah. she yeah. should be driving as well? So they gave her something to do from a driving standpoint. She was doing more hacking in this one like we were oh, talking yeah. about early. I thought this was a great movie for Ramsey and also a couple of hilarious moments uh, during this set piece. For me, anytime they showed Jacob on the six or seven block long zip line hanging by one hand. I laughed every single time. I was like, look at this idiot using a harpoon the way you're supposed to use it. Shoot it at a car, dummy. Uh, and then when Ramsey like sucks him through an entire store, uh, his, uh, his yeah. vehicle, I thought that was really funny too. So there were a couple of over the top parts that I liked and I thought the character work for Ramsey was really nice. Matt, thoughts on the whole magnet scene here? Uh, the only thing I have to contribute is when Tej and Roman are in that square looking um, and, and they're talking to Ramsey, I guess, in their ears. And one of them makes a comment about like, oh, this is like, where's Waldo something something. I swear to God, there's a guy in the background that oh, looks yeah. exactly like Waldo. Yeah. 
But he's wearing blue stripes instead of red stripes. I noticed that too. I was like, is this like a costume party or something like going on here for a second? But everybody else is dressed normal. Yeah, yeah. they don't really allude to it, but I was like, I think that's I think that's what an Easter egg is. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think you're totally right. But yeah. that, that scene also bugged me because Roman, who at this point, he's been around the world a couple of times, mm-hmm. right? But Scotland is giving him the creeps. Like, he's like, this place is creepy. It's like a Harry Potter. I'm getting the creeps over here. There's yeah. two women wearing uh, 1,700 wigs over here. It's just like, no, he'd, he'd be he'd be fine with it, I think. Uh, he's been, a, again, a world traveler at this point. It's, it's not that weird. Like, I don't know. Why, why are you dunking on the Scottish, you know? Like... <laughs> you, by the way, one of the most beautiful days in Edinburgh I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, the weather in this it's one, bright sunny day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard if you've oh, ever been there. It's it's always raining. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Otto then recruits Cipher, um, and at the safe house, Han reveals that he was assigned to protect L and Ares as L's DNA is its final component. This is where we get uh, a flashback again the Han reveal of what's going on with him and why he's all, um, you know, roped up in this Aries thing. It's, it's this L Trey. It's this, uh, again, who he ends up, you know, we're led to believe, of course, like taking under his wing after what goes on in him stealing the device and knowing that she's linked to, she's the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we find out she's the key, which um, I'm just happy they brought somebody new into the franchise and somebody young. Cause I mean, one of the things that sticks out to me in this is that we need a little bit of new blood here cool. around the fast and furious crew. They don't give L a whole bunch to do, but that's kind of how it's gone in, in these movies. The first time you make an appearance, yeah. you're doing some light action work. You get a couple of lines and then they blow your role out. Hopefully that happens for her going forward. But I was happy in this scene that they finally mentioned Giselle, you know, for the first time in ages, uh, yep. especially, you know, had they'd been talking about being invincible the entire time. I'm like, Giselle wasn't invincible. Could we ever just mention her once? Right. Well, apparently she was working with Mr. Nobody, as was Han. Uh, Mr. Nobody also faked Han's death. And Jacob also was working for Mr. Nobody. I was like, wow, man, this guy, (laughs) this guy is busy. He has talked to every operative you could possibly imagine. I got a laugh when Jacob says to Dom, don't you wonder how Mr. Nobody found you? I'm like, yeah, that's a really good point. That's a great point by Jacob. Why in the world would you target the DVD stealer uh, to be the guy who's stealing your nuclear launch codes eventually? But... There's always another level in Fast and Furious, and that was what this scene to me was like, pulling back, pulling back, pulling back. Like, how far can we possibly go yeah. back? Are we going to get to the scene with, uh, you think Mr. Nobody faked Han's death, but we pull back, and somebody has a gun to the head of Mr. Nobody. It's like, a, you know, the, the planet's meme. Was it always a fake death? Always has been. Actually, it was right. me. Right. Actually, it yeah, was yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to hug it out for Han. I liked everybody hugging Han. That was uh, yeah. that was fun when he did show up to uh, to see everybody. And then back to the auto recruiting cipher part there too. JD, you must have been loving this scene. There was like three Star Wars references, mm. four Star oh. Wars references between Otto and Cipher. It was crazy how many there were. 
Yeah, there was the whole conversation was about Star Wars. And then yeah. Cypher rips his heart out by ruining his childhood by revealing that Yoda is actually just a puppet. You know, it's, it's great. I liked when he was he was he was in a fury and he comes into the base and he's like, "Get me X-wing fighters, get me this, get me Chewbacca." It's like, "How about an actual order? Like tell me something <laughs> I actually can do. Like get me Chewbacca if you can afford him." <laughs> okay. Uh, Very weird. Very that's weird. such reference. a strange uh, bit of dialogue. I mean, played yeah. for comedy, obviously, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. You I mean, you didn't want to nerd out and go. Um, actually, um, since the uh, George Lucas prequels, uh, Yoda is not actually a puppet. He's a, a CGI. Oh, totally. That, that's exactly what I did. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> excuse me. Um, Yoda is a Jedi master, yeah. and like. This guy was a huge dork about <laughs> Star Wars. He would he wouldn't like come to that suddenly. He would be like, as immediately like, oh, the little green guy. He would never say that. He would say, oh, well, thank you very much. You're talking about the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy. It's <laughs> <laughs> the greatest compliment you could give him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's nice. Uh, so, right. why would Han go steal the thing while everyone's home? Did that not? Um... Was that? Oh, no, they were. Well, they, they were, were on their way out. They were, it was raining. Okay, but that means to get into the house, he got in while they were all there. Because then he sees them leave from the top window where he uh, is. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right. And then she um, comes And then back I also like in the, in the sort of backstory about like Han dying, but he didn't really die. There's another moment that we've never seen where he looks like he dies. Like yeah. he gets shot like four times. Does he not? Uh, oh, yeah. 100%. So I mean, and, and he's. And he's on the floor, looks like he's dying, and he looks over at L, and mm-hmm. she's like, and then, um, you know, Han protected me, and I'm like, but he's, didn't yeah. you probably take him out of there yeah. and fix him up and take him <laughs> to a hospital? Or something? I think you should pat yourself on the back, really. <laughs> um, also, completely insane of her parents to make her the key to unlock this deadly device. <laughs> like, you you think that's keeping the device safe? Well, it's putting your daughter in yeah. a lot of danger. Yeah. Yeah. So. They didn't know about think family that at that point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they knew too much. Right. Yeah. So we'll keep going here. Uh, Otto attacks the safe house and frees Jacob, who reveals that Jack, that's dad Toretto, remember, wanting to escape his debts, instructed Jacob to tamper with his car so he could intentionally throw the race. This is, this is bringing us back to the beginning of this podcast when we were talking about all that. The plan failed due to Linder's interference and Jacob and Otto then kidnap L and take the second Ares device. So they've uh, they've got it all now. They've got all mm-hmm. the pieces at this point. They've got the two two devices, as we call them, <laughs> and the key, which is L. Anything from this scene here, and, and and like just the reveal? Yeah, no, not a lot. Maddie's shaking his head. Trey, anything you want to add? I don't think so. Okay, good. I'll keep going because Otto launches a satellite into orbit. Ooh. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. While Jacob has L activate Ares. She is the key, remember. They begin uploading. Uploading times in this world in Fast and Furious franchises. They're not it's not that fast. They I don't know what operating system they're working with here, but it's they need an upgrade. It's a little too slow. Mm. They, but they begin uploading Ares to the satellite. Moving throughout, we're in Georgia, I think, right? The the country, not the not the mm-hmm. state here. Um, in an armored truck. Why are they moving? Yeah, I, I mean, I know why for the movie, so we can have another 
car scene but my impression was that they were trying to get away because he says this place is going to be crawling with cops soon because of something to do with the rocket which was that the satellite being launched into space oh yeah because then it seemed like the satellite was already in space so i'm not sure what that rocket was Mm, i forgot about that yeah that's got to be the that's got to be the satellite i think I guess it got deployed pretty quick for yeah. uh, for Roman and Tej to get there, but uh, yeah, okay. But and I think I had the same question, Skeets, uh, and my only answer to myself is that they're getting away from okay. the cops, right? Like they're making their escape in the the most conspicuous vehicle there <laughs> is. Like there's no more conspicuous. This thing is huge, yeah. But going back to the base, um, you skipped over the part where. Dom takes on all the the goons, right? Like mm. inexplicably, they're oh making their oh mistake. God. Yeah, the dream sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they're oh. making their escape. I totally forgot. And he says, he says "Go tell Brian, tell Brian, uh, I'm here. I'm always here." And Letty's like, "Which Brian?" <laughs> <laughs> but then she she closes the door, and then he takes a he's like a Herculean effort uh, mm-hmm. to keep these goons away. She doesn't have the courtesy to run away, right? Like she just watches all of this, and then he then he drowns basically, right? Yeah. Like, and then we get the dream sequence of where everything becomes clear. I don't know why did why didn't he just escape? I don't I didn't understand the motivation there, like. Does anybody know? To be honest, I have no answers for the next four paragraphs that are on this rundown. <laughs> you mean this why did when, he? This why is when the natural nods really start kicking in. Yeah, I mean, why? Why didn't? Why didn't he just go through that door, close it, barricade it from the inside, and then they make their escape? Right? Like, did okay? Did, I do. Maybe is it possible that door that Letty was hiding behind, watching Dom kick ass, that it didn't go anywhere? I thought it was just a room. It's just like a, yeah. Oh. So she like actually, she actually can't even go anywhere right there. Hence why he wouldn't get in there too, because they would just come and open the door. I guess. Sure. Yeah, that's what I thought was too. But I thought he was trying to protect her. Like here, I'm going to go fight 30 guys. Yeah. Right. You and you stay get away. safe here. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, but get away to- after I take out everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's a high risk plan for sure. Okay, but then you got the whole gang is in there. They could go out and help him, right? Or I don't know. Anyways, that was just a question I had. But mm-hmm. but the whole, basically the whole, I don't know where where are they? They're in a silo of some sort, or yeah, something like that. And it, it it all starts to, you know, fall down, and because he's got all these guys wrapped up in chains, and he's killing them left and right, throwing them over. But then yeah, down goes Dom, and we get Letty. Oh no, and. uh <laughs> Yeah, the dream sequence, Trey. What do you think about that? Where Dom is, uh, Dom Dom's taking an L here. At least he's like on the verge of death, I guess. Oh yeah, I totally thought he was gone for good here. Some of you was. Yeah, I, I I wrote down major LOLs for this entire sequence because to me it just shows us once again. Dom is usually pretty gung-ho on trusting his instincts. He thought he visualized seeing Letty die just because he went and saw the paint scratches and the tire burns on the road. Completely (laughs) botched that one. (laughs) So now he's convinced that his brother murdered his dad because he gave him a weird look the last day (laughs) they saw him together. 
as it turns out, his brother was in on it, but it was his dad who was a little bit of a nefarious character. So personally, I came away from this thinking, Dom, you need to slow down, buddy. You don't need to immediately (laughs) go head on into the plan here. If you take a second and just think things through, you'll probably come to the right answer eventually. But his first instincts don't usually seem to be right. Like for instance, Vince tells him, don't take in Brian. He's like, no way. I'm rolling with this guy. No way he's a cop. He was a cop. Um, So I would love a list of just (laughs) things that Dom misinterpreted the first time he ever saw it and pushed all of his chips in. Because, like, (laughs) it's like this exact same thing. If Letty's in a room, he's like, the only way out of this is one on 30. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, wait a second, man. I know you're, you love to improvise. Take a set. Think it through. What about two on 30? That might be better for Dom. Um, we, we, I think we were talking about this on fast five, Matt, the last time you were on, uh, can Dom swim? (laughs) <laughs> was a topic well, of I guess not. I, I know. I think it really drives it home. No, I felt I mean, he fell from a, a pretty, you know, high height, and he's done that before, and, and he's managed to get out of the water, though he usually gets some help. But I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all in on Dom can't swim. I would like to run wow. with that. I don't think it's he can. very possible. They yeah. will. They're like he's always got big combat boots on too. That's, that's true. true. That's yeah. a good that's point. True. Yeah. Make sure I'm unconscious when I hit the water so I don't even have to try to swim out of this <laughs> silo. <laughs> Lenny saves him, brings him back from mm-hmm. the afterlife or him crossing over or whatever his dream sequence was there. And they're okay. He doesn't need long to recover, that's for sure, because no. we get Dom, Letty, Mia, Ramsey, and Han giving chase to stop this upload to this gigantic armored truck that has uh, L on it, right, uh, mm-hmm. as well. As Mia and Han try to breach the truck, Otto betrays Jacob, throwing wow. him off of the truck. Yeah, he sends up his uh, his crazy like giant henchman there. Well, man, this this hits so hard because Otto was such a well thought out, well drawn <laughs> character, yeah. and I was like, oh no, they betrayed each other. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. I was like, who's that? That guy sucks. The guy is the most. Boring. I, I actually won't even give him the satisfaction of saying he was like a stock villain because he wasn't no. even that. He was no. worse yeah. than a stock villain. You're talking about Otto. Yeah. yeah. Was Otto. there a villain in this movie? Really? Great I question, mean... JD. Well, t- see, who is the villain? Is it Cypher? Is it Mr. Nobody? Mm. I mean, it's a great question. I mean, I, I only felt pity for Jacob the whole time. If he mm. was the main villain... But they didn't do a good job. Like he wasn't menacing in any way. He was just like this, this lost little boy who was always in his his brother's shadow. As if, as if you know, Cipher confronts him about that earlier in the movie. Like always living in your brother's shadow. Uh, uh, uh. You know, it's just like, well, how would you know that? A and B. Like what? He's a grown man now. He hasn't seen his brother in years. Like. 30 years right so anyways i just thought the motivation for for john cena's character is it just doesn't really make him a villain to me cypher is barely in it Otto is just a a caricature of uh a, a rich prick as he calls himself so you know Who's the villain? Who's mm. who are we fighting here? The Otto's dad, who we never meet. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, well, like I said, Jacob got thrown off the truck, but don't worry, Dom. Dom caught him. 
Uh, all he does, he's goddamn good at that. Dom and me, I guess, right say catch. Jacob. Yeah, and then he helps Dom. Um, Jacob does access the truck. Uh, Did this, to you, count as an under-the-semi move? Because they're kind of underneath this gigantic semi-like transport, and they flip it over. Right. Somehow, they flip it over. Um, so mm, they go into the into the transport, the semi, from the bottom, but it's really the top. <laughs> Is this an under-the-semi move? Jeez, nah. Does it count? No. Nah. It doesn't. Disqualified. Tough. Yeah. The uh, only that, thing that sort of comes close is when the semi or the transport is flipping over, uh, Dom has to go under it while it's falling to Mm -hmm. rescue Jacob. Yep. I mean, I would count that almost more than going from the reverse. Okay. But uh, backing up a bit, Han blows up a guy who is inexplicably wearing a parachute. Is (laughs) like... (laughs) Was he wearing that parachute? Like, was that? Yeah. And if yeah. so, why? Just looks cool. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're talking about uh, the magnet part, right? When we're on the truck. Uh, I can't remember, actually. Yeah, he blew. <laughs> you broke skeets. Uh, falling apart over hold here. On, hold on, hold apart. on. Who opened, like, who opened a truck at one point and because of the parachute, I thought it was, gets, yeah. like, sucked out? And yeah, has like he, a bomb attached to him or something. That's hot. Yeah, that's yeah. This, is, this is happening here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But also there was a bunch of magnets involved when Ramsey was driving the truck and Roman and Tej are fighting in the back. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think yeah, at that's... that point they have the giant magnets in the back of Ramsey's truck. Yeah. And eventually they take those magnets and put it in to their cars. Right. For this. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> God. So, but that's a good question, though. The magnets that are affecting the fight with Han and L and the guy with the parachute, that magnet is coming from Han's car. Is that right? That's holding yeah, the car the one in that's place. Like sucked under. Yeah. yeah I think right. So. Backwards. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then Han turns into Butterfingers because he grabs a knife and that's gone. Then he grabs a gun. <laughs> right, and that's right. gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he manages to get the the uh, the bomb to stick. And then the parachute. He he hits the door. <laughs> parachute deployed. Guy blows up, spectacular looking, but why? Why did this parachute go? Why is there a parachute? Safety first. And then that's the car. Is that the car that Jacob gets into? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a funny scene. Like they showed us a lot of how the guy got in the car. Yeah, it was extended. (laughs) I noticed that. All right, he's gonna step here to here, and like. It felt like me, like, anytime I go on, like, a kid's playground, I love to see if I can not touch the bottom, like, the where you should step on a playground, but, like, try and, like, just keep yourself, what's the best way to say it? Like, sort of in the air. Right. Sure, hot lava. Hard rails. Yeah, hot yeah, lava. Yeah. yeah, that's the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah. That's sort of what he's doing here, and they really yeah. showed it to us. Yeah, maybe because it was John Cena, right? Like, he was actually doing the stunt, I guess, right. so. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I um, guess, but I don't know. Okay. But it was. I did notice that shot too, where it's just lingering on him forever. It was just like gingerly making his way into the car in the back. So right, weird, very weird. Discovered the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. 
When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continued to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Back to Tej and Roman, uh, back to the rocket car. <laughs> They're on it. <laughs> yep. And they are entering orbit, and they destroy a satellite to stop the upload. Yep. That's, that happened. Oh, man. Wow. Some of the all-time great breadcrumbs here. What are we going to do? Put rockets on our back? <laughs> yeah, maybe because uh, there was a line earlier in the movie. Is that a rocket on the back of that car? <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> so smooth, oh, man. God. So smooth. Yeah. If you were not already out on this movie by this point. <laughs> as actually, as as funny sort of, I think, and, and as charismatic as the two of them are, like they have grown at me a little bit. The two of their, their I'm talking about obviously Ludacris and Tyrese, like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're you know, on banter. camera chemistry. Yeah, banter. It's like, it's not that They've bad. They've gotten better. They've gotten better. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, of course, like trying to like believe this is at all possible is amazing. And like the suits they're in. And, and though there is a little throwaway line too. One of them probably Ted says like, you know, don't, well, we should be okay. We might blow up a little bit. Yeah. Like we might balloon up. And then, yeah, well, of course that's the payoff once they, uh, stumble upon the International Space Station. Uh, <laughs> that's, like, that's the lamest payoff in in the movie, I think. It's just yeah. like, okay, cool, we're going to get a little spacewalk here. I thought they were going to get out of the car and like hack the yeah. the satellite or whatever or do something to they it. They just and drive all... through it. Right. Which and... they're like, we might blow up. Like, this could be it for us. But... I guess. But w- in they're zero invincible. gravity, wouldn't them bumping into it just... <laughs> bump it off of orbit like Ooh. just like there's oh, nothing he, he nosed it didn't he oh he nosed it i know but still i i don't think they would just crash through it like that <laughs> it was like a brick wall <laughs> i don't know man I maybe i'm know. wrong maybe i'm wrong i stopped taking notes at this point uh, <laughs> yeah me too but so so from what i've heard like this is just a big joke that since the franchise started, or I guess since it started getting crazy, people were like, oh, you got to send him to space next. Because, you know, like we've been talking about how it's been um, a tank and then skydiving cars and yeah. then like yeah. you know, a, a, a submarine. It gets ratcheted up. Yeah. And like, oh, you should go to space. You should go to space. So I can't figure out if I'm just like, 
Like, is it just badly executed because, or is it just a dumb idea to start with, or what's happening here? It's am a I, am dumb I just, uh, idea. I mean, okay. it's, a, it, it's in the movie because it's a dumb idea, and it's like going to get some laughs, and like you said, they just have to keep going to the next level, next level, but come on. But it it's didn't feel like so going to the next silly. level because it was so lame once, like, the the execution of it and what they had to do was so... It was way lamer than a submarine coming up out of the ice or oh, yeah. a tank or a, or trying to bring down a plane with cars. I mean, yeah. it was it was lame, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Like, that's, that's yeah. All I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they're the heroes that's... and they're up there flying around in space. Uh, meanwhile, Cypher, remotely flying a jet, bombs the truck, right? Killing Otto in an attempt to kill Dom. But Dom uses the rolling, ricocheting truck <laughs> to destroy <laughs> Cypher's plane. We then, of course, learn it. Cypher's not actually in the plane. She's yeah. uh, she's just playing some oh. games. Yes, and she just steps out and walks away. Wow. JD. <laughs> wow. You, you have no notes, you said. I got no notes here uh, yeah, other than when they flip the truck, when they flip the transport... It actually goes faster, right? You think that it's going to stop. Like, let's mm. stop this thing. I, what, do we, what, what can we do? Let's flip it. Flip it. Then it goes faster. Like, it literally, it, it, to be fair, it, it starts sliding down a mountain or whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, okay. We're, we're, I, I was hoping it was over at the flip, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Nope. 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 And they, he set it up perfectly, Trey, to take out that plane incredible bit of driving right there to be able to scorpion that bad boy right into the drone. <laughs> I'll say I liked this drone better than the previous drone. Yeah. I think it's because you don't know it until the end of the scene that it is a drone, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah. wow, Cypher's actually there battling Dom, and it looks like she's got the drop on him because now he's having to avoid these missiles that are launching at him, but... Obviously, Dom finds a way to wriggle his way out of it. And it turns out Cypher was just hanging out in an empty garage all by herself. (laughs) Like, she's just hanging around for this. Like, apparently Otto's henchmen are gone, but she still wants to finish the mission here, I guess, because it looks like a very fun video game, to be quite honest. Like, that would be awesome to be doing, I suppose. Uh, But also... You were just getting hunted down by Mr. Nobody to begin this movie. You had to have uh, Jacob Toretto come and break you out of a mid-air heist here. Just go underground, maybe. You know, go yeah. get another haircut, play it cool. I know you want to get your revenge on Dom, but there's more movies coming. Save it. <laughs> I, well, I did I did laugh at the set decoration of when she gets out of the plane. It's just like a tiny, flimsy set of stairs yeah. right next to it <laughs> yeah. in an empty room. Like the saddest, Where is everyone? The saddest walk down the saddest stairs. Well, Dom and Mia reconcile with Jacob, their brother. And Dom allows him to escape in his car, just like what happened in the first movie. The... Uh, Brian allowing Dom to escape the, the old 10-second mm-hmm. car. Here you go. So he lets him take it. Off goes Jacob. Um, like I said, Tej and Roman reach the International Space Station. They are safely returned to Earth. And we start wrapping this up with the only way the Toretto's know how to do. <laughs> Have a bit of a little feast at the end. They're, they're, they're rebuilt the house or rebuilding the house. <laughs> yeah. 
which is nice to to, to know that Matty O can run over there and take another photo in the future. Um, yeah, they celebrate their success here at the barbecue, Dom's house, and we're going to make little Brian do grace this time. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And uh, lo and behold, who pulls up in the driveway? This is... Uh, Big Brian. Led, led to believe, yeah, that it's Big Brian, Big Brian O'Connor <laughs> arriving in his blue car there as he pulls up into the driveway. Never, of course, see him. Um, we do have a mid-credit scene. Is there anything to to talk about with the barbecue that... I, I just can't believe how many times we've done this in this franchise. Right. Like, has anybody been keeping track? This has got to uh, be the fifth one. At least. Yeah. Sure. At I least. know not everyone ended like this, but so many have ended with the... Let's sit down. We're a family. Well, you know, everybody's good. Everybody can catch up. Everybody can get a little couple, couple funny lines in if you're a, a, a comedic character. And then let's do Grace. I mean, it's five at least, I think. In the, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, JD, what I, were you going to say? Well, I, I, I agree that it's happened almost every time. One thing that I did like, I liked the reunion between Sean and Han. Like, just... Oh, yeah, the first time they've nice. seen each other, and I was like, "Okay, this is nice." So, because I loved Tokyo Drift, and I, uh, you know, it was not. I was, in spite of myself, I was happy to see Sean and Twinkie and uh, Jason and Earl, even though you don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember Earl. <laughs> Big Earl heads. There's going to be a justice for Earl uh, trending after this podcast. <laughs> Me forgetting about him. Uh, yeah. you, I, I'm with you, JD. I loved it. It was way more like. A way more emotional scene. Yeah. Sean and Han seeing each other than than anything involving Dom and Han. Totally. Seeing each other. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's a good point. And I think kind of at that point, like I don't know, for me, I was like, oh yeah, they haven't. They've kind of been sort of both around in the universe for since the third movie. Right. I mean, not so much for uh, Sean, but I mean, he's been around now. This is his second time coming back, but they haven't actually interacted together. So yeah, right. I was like, oh cool. This is a great to actually see them together, seeing each other, you know. I guess in movie time it's probably like five years. <laughs> in real right. life it's like fifteen years, right. obviously. And I like how they get around like we don't need to hear Han explain how he died and came back to life once again. So he just says to him, it's a long story. Yeah, Let's right. just enjoy the moment. <laughs> I was like, I'm with you. I'm with you on this one, Han. <laughs> Matt, anything to add? No notes. No notes, okay. Well, <laughs> who's we who's have... living in that house? Actually, that's my one question. Yeah, that's who's... a good point. Like, why they're there, but there's no interior of that house. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. no, uh... no. But I mean, weren't um, weren't Brian and Mia living in that house when it got oh. blown up? And is oh, wasn't yeah. Dom living there with them? Because remember, he comes out of the house and he's like, "Oh, package from Han." Right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's when it gets so exploded. they were they all living there together, and then it, when it blew up. Dom uh, and Letty moved out to the country, and then Brian and Mia moved to the wherever it is they live. The beach. And now, and now I guess they're going to rebuild it, and they're all at least at least Dom and Mia. Why did I even ask this question? We'd have to check with the commissioner, but I think that Dom has the deed. Yeah. He got okay. it when he said okay. his price was thirteen twenty seven. Right. Right. Okay. 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 No, okay. F- yeah. Fast and Furious Ten will be Dom and Jacob and Mia arguing over who actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got one mid credit scene. It is Deckard, 
who's uh, doing some uh, work on the punching bag. There's a guy in it. <laughs> just, just straight up torturing a guy. Yeah. Uh, a little, a little weird. But uh, knock on the door, and yes, Han arrives at the door, and they have a little quick just, just face to face, and that's the cliffhanger, JD. So, what will this mean? I, uh, my gut says Han is not going to be, you know, coming looking for trouble. I don't think. No, I don't but think need, but so. But we need to settle the score, I guess. <laughs> I think that Han is there to to recruit uh, Shaw into mm. doing something. Okay. You owe me, man. And Shaw even said in Hobbs and Shaw, I have a lot to, to atone for or I have yep. a lot to make up for. There's things that, that I regret is basically what he's said in the past. So, And I think that, well, we know that that's specifically referring to killing Han what he thought was killing Han. So I think it's going to, he's just going to be like, I need you for something. And then uh, Shaw's going to be like, I'm in, let's do this. Leaves guy in the bag dies, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> Hold on. I got to go and zip this guy <laughs> real quick before we get down to business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I'm hoping that's what it is because I would love to see Shaw and Han working together because I love those two characters and right. I don't want to see them. So you're hoping them. for a Han and Shaw, not a Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or Han in Hobbs and Shaw or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Han and Dex. <laughs> yeah. Dex Han. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, no, you're probably right. I think that's, we're, we're going to, this will pay off, I guess, is what you're getting at. Right. Where either, yeah, Deckard will owe him something or they'll just work together or whatever. And we'll be off and running. Um, anything to add to that mid-credit scene there, Trey? If Han is going to somehow make his way into the Hobbs and Shaw universe, sign me up. Mm. Uh, I was feeling the exact same way. You know, there's the line like JD mentions in Hobbs and Shaw that he's saying he has to atone for it. Uh, like Matt is saying, um, Han's return was a big part of Justin Lin coming back. Uh, the guy loves making movies with his buddy Han, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it seems that, you know, the Fast and Furious fandom and the director wants some sort of revenge for Han. But as we know now, Shaw's kind of on the team. How are they going to go about it? If it takes place in a Hobbs and Shaw movie, that would be incredible. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. But uh, even if it's in Fast 10, sure. I mean, getting yeah. Han to interact with these characters that he doesn't really know much at all. Like Deckard and him haven't shared a scene together except for a fake scene. So let's see what happens. Han needs to grow his hair out again, though. Like a better long. You think? He looks so much cooler with the long hair to me. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So please do that on. Okay. That's the movie. Let's do the, the Fast movie. and the Furious. Uh, things you liked? JD, you get us started. What did you like the most about this movie? Whew, not a lot, I'm, if I'm being honest. Uh, like I said, I liked Han and Sean reuniting at the yeah. end. Um, when I scrubbed through this morning with my sound editing hat on, I enjoyed the sound in this movie. The sound effects are cool. Oh, you boy. Know? Yeah. Oh, We're God. scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, hey, uh, you know, it is pretty amazing when you think that the only sound that they can use on set is what there is the dialogue, right? That's all the only sound that is used from the actual set. So you watch some of these action sequences, and this, the sound effects are amazing. Like, right. uh, like they do such a great job of just bringing, bringing it to life. I mean, just turn, just mute it and watch it. That's what they're, that's what they're looking at half the time. You know, uh, yeah. 
the sound editors and the mixers and stuff. And I think they do a, do a great job. But this is the case with every movie. So, you know, tip of the cap to the people who are actually doing their job. I was going to say, you made, you, made it like they, you made it sound like they had to do it differently than every other movie. <laughs> no, they don't. It's uh, But I'm just, just, you know, scraping the barrel here. like that. And I, 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 I enjoy the Star Wars references. Yes, uh, you mentioned them. Uh, there is actually, and speaking of sound, there is definitely some, some sound effects from Star Wars in the movie. Uh, there's the the Millennium Falcon uh, shutting down or like breaking down in one of the scenes. There's uh, I'm pretty sure there's a Tie Fighter uh, blaster shot. There's a Wilhelm scream, which is in a lot of movies, but uh, there's definitely one uh, hidden in there. So that was pretty cool, you know. But other than that, I don't I don't really I don't have a favorite scene or anything. I don't have favorite quote. None of it. I just like. Ugh. Do you think it's possible, JD, that we get a crossover? Uh, movie, <laughs> Star mean, Wars and Fast and the Furious. Uh, anything's possible. Anything's I possible. Mean, yeah, Disney has to buy Fast and Furious. That's what has to happen. And then, okay. and then we're gonna get Fast and Furious and Avengers, Fast and Furious Star Wars, Fast and Furious. Oh, it's, the, the the possibilities are endless. <laughs> oh my goodness, can't wait. Okay, uh, Matty, we'll go to you next. Uh, the fast part of the po- uh, podcast, things you liked. Uh, I'll say the first set piece uh, in. Central America was was my favorite, m- mostly by process of elimination. Uh, <laughs> Not a fan of magnets. It's great, great to hear Roman say my ass is in fuego. And um, <laughs> something I really like, very small thing, I love the way that uh, Helen Mirren says Dominic Toretto. Dominic Toretto. <laughs> Toretto. <laughs> Toretto. <laughs> and you know, uh, that, sounds familiar. That, that sums it up. All right. <laughs> wow. So far, we're talking about Helen Mirren saying Toretto and the sound guys. Oh, wow. Uh, one more thing that I liked. Yeah. I liked Roman sort of being the voice of the meta voice of yeah. the audience, especially when Han is like this. Han sits down to get to his flashback story and explain how he's there. And he's he's. Roman is literally saying what I'm saying out loud. Just get to the part where you didn't blow up, right? Like, that's all we really care about is tell us how you're alive, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but then the whole thing of, uh, you know, I thought there was a bit of a blown opportunity where, where he's just having this sort of this crisis of conscience or whatever it is where he's like, are we invincible? Like, is it possible that we're invincible? Oh, it's possible. Or it's possible you're a dumbass. Wackity wackity wack, you know, like <laughs> I don't know. Seinfeld like, theme. <laughs> <laughs> what? But I think the score literally does that. That <laughs> onto the next scene. Okay, uh, Trey. What about you? What did you like about this? Oh, I liked many things. I did like Young Dom and Jacob. I love seeing the crew as they would have been like forming, even though they left out Leon, but. Fair enough. He didn't really do much in the first movie. I thought it was a great movie for Ramsey. Like Matt, yeah. I also loved um, the jungle scene. I thought it was a nice little play on the trope of going across the rickety bridge. Now we're doing it with cars. That was good for me. As for a scene, the scene that I most wish I had seen in theaters is when they go and meet uh, Sean, Earl, and Twinkie. And they're talking. And, you know, at the very end, Roman and Tej say, Dominic Toretto sent us. And they're all like, oh. And then Earl says, who's Dominic Toretto? Right. <laughs> that, to me, would have absolutely killed in the theater. Yeah. Oh, I would have been loving to yuck it up for that one. That was the single best joke in this. 
to me and not a surprise that it comes from somebody who's kind of like, oh, this guy is part of the universe? Okay, great. Uh, certainly add or remove. Um, so yeah, uh, less things I liked in this than yeah. in a general Fast and Furious. And I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's an early peaker as well. And that's a... That's bad for me when it comes yeah. to scoring. Yeah. And again, uh, apologies to Earl. I forgot about you. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you were in uh, Tokyo Drift. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, the furious part. What made you angry or the dumbest scene? I mean, you can throw in any random observations if you want to. Matt, we'll start with you. Well, you know, I was nervous when you asked me to come on for the first one that I was... Because I didn't want to come on and talk about it if I hated it, and I thought I was going to hate it. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? This is a perfectly good action movie. Fast well, Five. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, Fast Five. This one I really hated because they ruined it. Like, John Cena sucks. Otto sucks. Like, there's a scene where... The scene when... Um, Dom goes to see Helen Mirren. I'm sorry. I never remember what Helen Mirren's name is in this. Queenie. And she's like, Queenie. And she's like, uh, are you looking for my son? And he's like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, be looking for her son. Be looking for her son. And he's like, no. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Cena sucks. Otto sucks. Where's the rock? Where's Statham? I hated the Han flashback. Like this idea that they were like, geez, we got to keep having Han in these movies. So they rewrite the whole thing. Um, timeline of the franchise to keep having Han, keep having Han, till finally they're like, they got to deliver on this promise of him saying, well, I got to go to Tokyo. I got to go to Tokyo. So, so now they're like, well, okay, now we got to explain the whole thing. And that was what you came up with. It's like, yeah. Mr. Nobody works some magic. What's the magic? I, who knows? So it's always the easiest. Why, why did you it's Mr. Nobody can much. like be the answer for anything. It's like, yeah. I, I, anyway, so I, I really did not like this and all and then another movie of cypher in a cage not not down with it <laughs> okay um trey we'll go to you uh what made you furious they don't even mention hobbs in this movie his yeah. name doesn't even come up that's crazy to me wow like i mean even if you don't like him he's still a part of the world yeah he's gonna be coming back like the rock has said yeah i'm in for fast 10 probably just had to let you know tensions cool down for a little bit here yeah. but he's gonna I, be back i don't back. think he is yeah i don't is think he, he allowed? is he's, i think he's not alive i think he, there was an article in uh, entertainment weekly the last month saying i'm not i'm not coming back he says he says he's not coming back but well, will he do go. another hobbs and shaw I, yes i believe he is in for hobbs and shaw but he's not coming back to fast and furious so that means we're getting two more of these movies at least that are not having the rock in it the they Rock gotta, is not They gotta bring him back. back. They're bringing him back. He oh, says no. Vin says no. He's coming back. He's got to. They're missing him big time. They're missing him. Oh. They're missing Jason Statham, like you're saying, Matt. Ryan Reynolds, like, he has no relation to this franchise yet at all, but, like, he would have been a huge yeah. help here. It's just so serious, the entire movie, except for when it's Roman and Tej. And to me, they're just explaining what's happening. Like, isn't this crazy what we're doing? where really it should be us who are watching this and be like, wow, this is crazy what they're doing. Cause that's what it's like when you're watching fast five and they're driving with the safe behind and they're smashing into everything. You're like, wow, I had never thought about that as a stunt yeah. for them to do. And this, it's more like, huh, wouldn't that be funny if they go to space? Yeah. Oh, they're in space talking about how it's funny that they went to space. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is to me. It's just, um, 
They're trying to do everything that everybody's been talking about for 20 years. The stuff that works, I think works uh, when like, that's why I like the going back in time stuff. It's like, oh, that's something that you have been talking about and people are kind of curious about. Let's see what it would look like. That hit to me, but uh, you know, the other stuff, it's just like, oi, 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 chill out Vin Diesel. We're trying to have fun here and you're trying to make a serious thing. And it's like, you can tell what's going on when you call the movie the saga. This should not be a saga. This is like right. a romp or an adventure. Like it's supposed <laughs> to be a fun uh, popcorn movie, not with like these heavy themes of saviors and death, I don't think. It's just like, chill out a little bit, have some fun. Your head's just a little bit up your ass at this point. Uh, JD, can you pick just one thing that made you furious? Uh, no, and, and uh, Matt and Trey pretty much summed it up. It's just uh, they want to service everybody. You can't please everybody. Um, and then at the same time, Matt said it earlier, you're letting a maniac dictate who is and who isn't in this movie and who shines and who doesn't shine in the movie. And uh, and then you're also trying to stay meta but also keep a a character who the actor has actually passed away alive, right? You can't have it both ways, right? Like the audience knows that that uh, Paul Walker has passed away. Brian, we're no we know he's never coming back. It's just such a huge wrench in the operation as uh Trey said earlier, and it's just it's it's just a disaster, I think, in writing and uh, and cu- vi- coming off of Hobbs and Shaw, which I loved and I gave a ten uh, to. Um, this is just, oh god, what a what a what a chore to watch this. And I know that sounds ridiculous, and you know, I had to remind myself, you know what, I'm ca- I'm kind of getting paid to do this, so <laughs> I'm getting paid to watch this movie, sort of. I'm not, I, they didn't hire me to do this, but this is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what's so disappointing that this is our last one here of this epic all summer long watch here of uh, all the movies from the franchise. Like this one is is one of the worst. And like we're ending on such a like a boy, that was actually horrible. And there's not a lot of great things to say about it. And it wasn't even like all that funny. Like Trey said, it's a little too serious. It's just a bummer. I wish uh, I wish it was fast five ending us here, Um, but it's not. So we'll get to ranking it here. Well, look when you when when the next two come out, you're gonna do them and do a podcast on them inevitably. Oh, yeah. I guess we sort of have. So to now. you got two more bites at oh, the yeah. apple. Yeah, Maybe you're right. You're right. It's important that it, the uh, eleven ends well. That's what you really want. Oh yeah, right. Well, then <laughs> right. there's another Hobbs and Shaw for sure, and then there's a Han and Shaw coming, <laughs> and then there's a, a a little a little Brian and and uh, <laughs> Brian and uh, Jack L or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Brian and Jack. You laugh now. That'll be around in twenty yeah. years for sure. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna rate this, and then we'll do our official sort of final leaderboard with all these movies. But Matt, you have something a little different um, because you've only been on two of our podcasts. I don't know if you've actually been keeping score of uh, or ranking all of your movies as you've watched mm-hmm. them here in, in very fast succession. But you had something else before we had to actually slotting F9 into where we think it falls. What is this? Well, before we get to that, JD. F9, F9, F9. Greatest keyboard key of all time. F9, F9, F9. Oh, yeah. F9. So that's, that's Drake. 
That, that was Drake, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a certified lover boy. Yeah, that's on his new album. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. That's good. It's a bonus really track. Uh, so, like you said, we're or you guys are going to rank the movies in terms of how much you enjoyed them. But first, I'm going to rank them by title. Oh. So, okay. To be clear, this has nothing to do with how good or bad the movie is. This is based on the title of the movie alone. Okay. Okay. And I, I welcome your uh, suggestions and comments. All right, number nine. So. Not like Lee Ellis. Number nine is the worst one. Going okay. to number one. Okay. okay. Fast and Furious. Oh. As in the fourth movie. The fourth movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ampersand. Okay. Ampersand. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. You yeah. start with like a big bombastic title, like The Fast and the Furious. And then three more movies go by, and then you come out with one, and you pare it down to just Fast and Furious, trying to make it sound sleek, trying to make it sound cool. I know it was like sort of like a, a reset in a way, yeah. but it, it feels like, it just feels worse than the original title, and it's also confusing, it's, and it's yes. also the name of a botched uh, government uh, operation. Yeah. This Fast and Furious scandal. Yeah. Mm. Involving um, the, the ATF. That's all uh, I know. I am Do with you. I'm with you on this being one of the worst. It's very confusing for sure. And you have a, a number that has an F, like five. Like, you got four to play with there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get creative, but yeah. It's a missed opportunity. Uh, number eight, Fast and Furious 6, just because... That's, yeah. It's like you've yeah. named them all forward. like different things, and it's just you're adding a six to and it's again not the Fast and the Furious. Just you're taking the worst title and just adding a six. And I I saw that even they thought this was a bad title because they tried to call it Furious Six. Yeah. Mm. But by the time the movie came out, everyone was calling it Fast and Furious Six. They were like, okay, forget it. We'll just do the we'll just call the next one Furious Seven. <laughs> So, uh, number seven, <laughs> yep. The Fate of the Furious. Mm. Now, here, here it's like, okay, I like the absurd titles, and you're trying to do something with it, which I respect, but these are a, this is a tortured phrase, The Fate of the Furious. I, I just, it's a bit of a mouthful. Don't <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't enjoy that fate rhymes with eight. Um, you don't enjoy that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't like that? Come on. Is it the eighth rhyme? movie, though? Yeah. It well, is, yeah. yeah. That's a, it comes right no. after Furious Seven. Yeah. Oh, it's F Eight. Fate of oh, the Furious. Oh, F Eight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is this one's. Oh, the F Eight. Is that? Yeah. The F Eight yeah. of. The but did Furious? they? But did they? No, no, spell they didn't, it they, like that. No, they did the, not no. style. Oh, why did they? Spell they should have. Like that? That's really good. Yeah. yeah like skate, like Skater Boy. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, that. They could have been higher on my list, but yeah, they botched it. Fair enough. Number six, F Nine. I like you get to the point where just. A letter and a number. That's it. Everyone knows what it is. F9. But here's the question. Does it stand for Fast 9 or Furious 9? Fast 9. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Oh, unless it's Furious 9 the Fast Saga, because it would be weird if it was Fast <laughs> yeah. 9 the Fast Saga. Yeah. Either way, it's pretty cool when you if you get to the point where you can just name your movie. Like, realistically, they could have just named it F or FF. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number five, Furious 7. Yeah. You know, it, probably pretty gutsy to go away from the fast, go straight to the furious. <laughs> and I also may, like the way it's like the furious seven, like the dirty dozen. Mm-hmm. I, I thought about trying yeah, to count like, good. are they seven? But uh, I don't know who to count. So I couldn't tell. Yeah, you. That's a, yeah. Like, does the furious question. seven refer to a group of the seven characters? Right. Probably, probably not. I it's like cool. it in that movie is the one where you get the line from Dom where he says, this time it ain't just about being fast. It could only happen in a movie called furious. Right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're getting to the upper tier here. So, at uh, number four, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. 
Because I remember hearing this title for the first time and laughing. <laughs> right? I mean, it's an absurdly long title. It tells yeah. you Double exactly fun. what it is. They're like, we can't just, like, we're, we're not going to, like, we could just call it The Fast and the Furious 3. Mm. Could just call it Tokyo Drift since it's, like, a, basically a whole reset. Yeah. No, we got to use all of it. And I think it's, like, one of those kind of meme titles, for mm-hmm. a lack of a better word. Like, mm-hmm. just long and, and it's just... It's just amusing. It's in a, in a franchise that's going to be getting more and more insane. I just like that they just went big for the, for the title. Mm. Yeah. Number three, Fast Five. Tough. Alliteration. One. Sounds yeah. great. I mean, that's, that's the reason there. The name yeah. itself sounds fast. Don't you agree? Fast Five. Yeah. Fast Five. <laughs> fast Five. Yes. It's one word. It could be said as one word. <laughs> yeah. Fast Five. Mm-hmm. Fast Five. Fast Five. Uh, number two, The Fast and the Furious. The OG. The title that started it all, you could say. Uh, I don't think that you could separate these movies from their titles. Like, for instance, did you know that this movie was supposed to be called Redline? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) 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 What did you think when you found Uh, it out, though? Would you also agree that if you had these crazy movies, I know they were just called Redline, Redline 2, Redline 3, like, I think the title's kind of gave it some of its um, movement and focus oh, for yeah. it to be. Yeah, like, I think JD said that back on our first podcast. If oh, I, okay, good, if good, I good. Oh, yeah, I love that. Like, like, I think that should be number one. I know you got Too Fast, Too Furious uh, is your number mm-hmm. one here. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert. Uh, yeah. Because I've been keeping track. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, The Fast and the Furious is such a great name and uh, totally worth it. To uh, what did they got it from Roger Corman because he had a yeah. movie back in the day and yep. somehow what was it? Uh, Corman got something in return. I can't remember. It was oh, like no, the no, no, no. they had a, they had a race. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a you owe me a five word title. Okay, uh, so, okay so. the number one. I think probably the worst movie, or at least second worst movie, but I think it's the best title, Too Fast, Too Furious, because oh, yeah. like, wow, we're really going for this. We, the, it's obvious, like, the natural thing would just be to call it The Fast and the Furious 2. Yeah. But they put twos in instead of the thes, and yeah. boy, is that a winner. Like, but, in, but in a weird way, there's two twos. Does it make it four? <laughs> two times two. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Will they bring it back for 22? Ooh. Fast 22. <laughs> 22 fast, 22 furious. <laughs> That's with Brian, little Brian and Jack. For sure. right. uh, anyways, it's a number. It's big. It's crazy. It's dumb. It's in your face. And yeah. just like this movie franchise. So too fast, too furious. All right. I, I'm pretty good list. I, I don't have many qualms with that list. Yeah. I would switch number one and number two, but uh, yeah, I think you nailed it. Yeah. If if the fate of the furious was used the letter eight, Ooh. that would <laughs> yeah. have that would have shot it up. I think almost to number three or number four, maybe. Mm. Does anyone have a prediction of what the next one will be called? Fast ten your seat belts. <laughs> what about what about fast X? <laughs> yeah. Fast what? Okay, yeah, Roman that's, good. Numerals? that's better. Ooh. Fast X? Yeah, oh, fast Roman X. Roman Pierce numerals. What about Ooh. FX? Oh, there's already a movie. FX. There's already a movie. There's already a movie called FX. F one yeah, zero. No. Yeah. F one zero. Oh, that's okay. If, and they, they do Formula One in this one. That'd be cool. Oh wow! Interesting. F one zero video game. 
F zero is a video oh, game F-Zero for sure. Is a, yeah. Yeah. Hawaii five one zero. All right, I like that question Hawaii. for everybody uh, watching and listening. Still over two hours in. Once again, uh, what are they going to be calling the mm-hmm. tenth? I mean, it's really this is the weird thing. I mean, I don't know. I guess Hobbs and Shaw, it's in there, but it's not. So, yeah, the 10th yeah. Fast and Furious movie. What do you want to call it? Let's hear your suggestions. Tweet at us, too, at No Dunks Inc., and you can email in your suggestions as well. The, the Hobbs and Shaw is no a mouthful, dunks. too, right? Because it's uh, The Fast and the Furious Presents Hobbs yeah, and Shaw. Yeah, but come but, on. Yeah, you're yeah, like, never heard It's like Tokyo Drift that. at this point. Yeah. You're just, you're just saying it. Totally. Okay, I like it. So let's go back to the actual movie that we just watched, F9, we just talked about. We weren't loving JD, I want you to rank it or rate it one out of ten, and then give us your final, you know, leaderboard for this franchise. And I think you said on the last one you were you were changing scores. You were docking all the other movies. I did, and I went back and I subtracted three points from all <laughs> of the movies that I've rated so far. Okay, okay. So this one though, quickly. So F9. this one, uh, you said to rate it one to ten. Uh oh. I'm giving it a zero. Oh, okay. wow. Oh, all right. I just, I, I can't, there is, n- for $200 million, this is what we got. We we got the return of Justin Lin, the return of Han, and it was such a disappointment. I mm. I will admit that I went in with a bit of a bad attitude because I just was, I knew that The Rock wasn't in it. And I, I was just, I was on such a high from Hobbs and Shaw and I just, <laughs> and I mentioned it, I saw the poster in it with, with, Dom staring through my soul, <laughs> you know. It's like, oh yeah, god, this is gonna, this is gonna be brutal. And then you had uh, to pay nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, but you know what? Fine. I mean, the, the people got to get paid. So, um, sure, sure. so anyways, I'm gonna give it zero. I gotta go let my son in. So I'm gonna rank. I'm gonna rank when I come <laughs> right back. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. We're going oh, wow, right here, this so is exciting. I'll be, I'll be right back. Okay, you go get him. So we'll go to you here, Trey. You uh, you rate this one. You rank this one. And then give us your rundown. All right. Well, I love the backstory stuff in this. I love the bridge stunt and the Monte Quinto entire scene. I thought yep. that was uh, probably the best scene. I did like the magnet weapon. And who cares about the physics? It looked awesome when the cars are flying and just, you know, like almost like zombies just all joining up. I love that. But it is tough going from the tonal qualities of Hobbs and Shaw to those of Fast 9. It's just like, it feels so dour to me that it has to fall into the okay tier. I'm giving it a six, which is just okay. So for me, I ended up with four tiers here. Tier one, perfection. (laughs) Fast 5, the first one, and number seven. If I were going to tell people that don't want to actually watch 10 movies, I'd say watch number five. Or watch number one, watch number five, watch number seven. Yep, I think that's you right. get the whole story of the first part of the saga. Tier two, great. I love these ones. We'll rewatch them a lot. Four, three, six, and Hobbs and Shaw. I bumped up number six here. I was feeling bad. I had fast six in the six okay tier. Having now watched all of them, I feel like I undervalued that one a little bit. So I'm bumping up number six. So. Okay. Those are the, the next tier of movies. My okay, you know, these are Fast and Furious movies. Eight and nine. Almost feel like uh, the movie franchise has gotten a little bit too big for itself. And my only one in tier number four, the no thanks tier, will be too fast, too furious. <laughs> okay. So Trey taking us through his tiers there. JD Jackson, the house. He's okay now? He made it. Yeah. Okay, it good. was. Uh, he didn't have his key. And I was, I've been looking at this front door on my... Uh, 
my uh, my phone here. So uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. Hold on, you could have Cipher could have hacked your, your door. It could <laughs> have been right. somehow. You're right. God's eye. Right. Uh, so yeah, Trey had us with tears uh, right. with this one, and and the three at the top, just so you know, were the first one, Fast Five, and Furious Seven. Okay, okay. Okay. And there was a lot in the second tier. Then there was eight and nine down in the okay, talking about obviously the fate of the Furious and uh, F9. And then Too Fast, Too Furious was like, no thanks. I've right. Got to go. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess it? I sort of have tiers as well. I'm just okay. going based on my my scores that I gave them. Okay. Um, so, number one is Hobbs and Shaw. That was a 10 out of 10. This is where we strongly disagree, but. Okay. Yeah, I know. But, yep. uh, you know. Uh, then there's the Fate of the Furious that that got a 9.5 originally. <laughs> now it's down to a 6.5. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. right, tough. Which tough. I think is good. I think that's where it you're you're retconning more than the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> am I though? Uh, Furious Six is next. That got us. That got a nine originally. It's down to a six. <laughs> Tokyo good. Drift, which was my favorite for a long time before the, yep, uh, these other it. ones came in. I loved it. But I only gave it a seven. That's weird. I think maybe I was holding back. I was holding back mm-hmm. some love because it was early. Yeah. And I knew some spy shit was coming and I love that stuff. So, but seven, fine. But now it's down to a four. You know what? Uh, yeah, let's keep it a four for now oh because it's going to be too complicated. Then comes Fast Five. Also gave it a seven. So that's a four. <laughs> Furious more Seven. Than it's Leo very complicated. Yeah. Furious Seven. Uh, it was. It's at a two point five now. Okay. Fast. The Fast and the Furious. The OG. I originally gave it a five, down to a two, and I'm still fine with that. Fast ampersand Furious is next. <laughs> that is at a one now, guys. Ooh. That is at a one. A tied with Too Fast, Too Furious. Wow. And then the final worst movie of the franchise is F9, wow. which I just yep. gave a zero. So minus three. Wow. <laughs> no, well, yeah, oh, sure. No, yeah, might as well. Gave, <laughs> yeah, sure. It doesn't matter. It's at the bottom. I'm with you. I agree with you, JD. I think this is the worst movie yeah. of the bunch. I do. And I, it's like, a, it gets a little, my memory's a little hazy of like trying to remember what actually was happening in Too Fast, Too Furious. Like I know one that we didn't like. But this one, man, I, I was not a fan. Uh, and for all the reasons we've talked about, so I won't go over them. I've got just this at the bottom. I think it's the worst, F9. And then Too Fast, Too Furious is, is right there. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are very average. I, I gave out a lot of like four to sixes, I feel like, when we did this whole podcast series. And I feel pretty good about that. They're all good movies. They're not the greatest things you've ever seen, but they're not bad. And they were more enjoyable than I thought they were going to be. And I've said that a couple of times. I was pleasantly surprised with a lot of these movies. I thought they were going to be way worse somehow. But I love the three you have at the top. I'm with you, Trey. I don't care the order really all that much. I think Fast Five is probably my favorite. But the first one, um, you know, the Fast and the Furious, and then Furious 7 there with what happens um, and how they, you know, tied up loose ends and stuff like that with the tragedy that happened. I think those are the three best ones. And then everything else is in the middle. Um, Matt, anything to... You don't need to take us through all of them, but... Are we in the ballpark with sort of your rankings? Yeah, my top tier is is just Fast Five and Furious Seven, and the Fast and the Furious is the is probably the next best one, but it's still it's in my tier two. Okay, okay, all right, that's it, guys. We did it. We somehow did it. It took all summer long. Thanks to Matty O for <laughs> jumping in a couple of times. Uh, I like that you jumped into the best one, arguably Fast Five, and well, 
the worst one. I mean, Trade Doesn't Happen is the yeah. worst, but one of the most disappointing ones. It's it's perfect in a way. Um, let us know what you guys think. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. Email in your rankings if you want to No Dunks at theathletic.com. Put fast friends in the subject header. Makes life easier for us. Uh, any final thoughts? I mean, let's just end with that. JD, how do you sum up this uh, this weird <laughs> idea that we decided to pull off? I think it was successful. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, mm. you know, it's fun to get on the mic and, and, and shoot the shit about movies. It's, you know, it's kind of like hanging out and getting paid for it, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, cheers. Hey. <laughs> I'm out of mind. Hey, hey. Is, it, is, is it warm? I hope it's not warm. Cheers to that. Trey, final thoughts here. 20 years of my life has been devoted to Fast and Furious. <laughs> and now it feels like it's finally paying off. Uh, I'm in for another 20. This was super fun. Um, for me, it started literally back in high school with my high school friends. I feel like Dom Toretto because I've gone... You know, up and down North America, making friends, watching Fast and Furious, and oddly enough, with y'all, is like the group of friends that I haven't yet watched these Fast and Furious Mm -hmm. movies with, so I thought that was really fun. I can't wait to see what goes on in these next couple of movies here, because there's not much backstory to tell at this point. There's not a lot of, like, uh, crazier locations you can go to. They've done underwater. They've done outer space. Like... What else is there? Underground, I suppose, maybe. The one thing they have left to do is kill Dominic Toretto. And I think if Justin Lin comes out and kills Dom in either Fast 10 or Fast 11, that's the way it's got to end to me. Like, he's got to finally actually die saving his family somehow. So Mm. if they've got the guts to do it... Yeah. This could be an epic, epic ending. And then, you know what? Bring him back for Fast 12. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> back. We know that. That yeah. necklace would show up uh, and we would see it. I, I do wonder with this franchise, it's sort of like to compare it to Survivor, JD. I think mm-hmm. it, it's at the crossroads here because I think it's obviously been terribly successful. Yeah. Just like Survivor was, you know, it started with the bang and then continued to go. And then you have that all-star season, which we sort of had here. Uh, in this franchise, I would say, when you're just like, oh, get that. Oh, I love that character. We'll bring that character back. Mm-hmm. Add that character. I mean, we saw that happen in the sort of earlier years or first 10 years of Survivor. But then it hit like a real lull and it continued. Survivor did. Are there enough fans that are probably listening to this podcast that will just watch anything with Fast or Furious in the title? <laughs> no matter how good or bad it is. That That's what I'm curious to see. And will this just go on for another, you know, 10 movies or is, or is this like near the end is it one yeah. or two left and then or is there the spin-off of like okay now it's a Hobbs and Shaw thing and we run with that for a while I, I'm I can't wait to see it feels like there's enough fans that will go and watch these things it still does well totally I mean so, it made 700 million dollars right. or something already and, it, and we said it's the worst one yeah so yeah. Uh, I think some of that is uh, I think this was a lot of people's first foray back to the theater after the pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that contributed to it, it maybe. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, what is it rated on Rotten Tomatoes? Is, is it fresh or it can't no, be, so. right? I, I don't think like so. I think it's rotten, mid-50s. but I think the audience obviously likes it, I yeah. think. Right. Oh, that's yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah, people are going to, people are going to love it, I, I guess. I, 
I hope. I mean, I wish this series well. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I like, wish you well. I, wish you I, well. I, I was struck. Like I, I was reminded of things that have come back. You know, this it's twenty years old now. I like Michelle Rodriguez is a full on adult. You know, like she seems. They all seem old to me. Han looked particularly old to me, and of yeah. course, of course, uh, Lucas Black looked you know, ancient compared <laughs> to what his character is supposed to be. So, you know, it sort of reminded me of like Star Trek when the original cast kept doing movies and, and they keep kept coming back. And it was just like, at least they were aware, like they made reference to it. It's like, oh, James Kirk is coming out of retirement, you know, mm-hmm. to do a one last kick at the can. We're going out one more time kind of thing. They have to start doing that, or as Trey said, let's get some new blood in there, yeah. uh, because uh, it's it's now become it has already become a parody of itself, you know, and uh, and I think they need to take a real real dose of Hobbs and Shaw and stick it back into the main franchise again, because wow, it, like what a bummer this movie was for for us, I guess. So yeah, Matt, any uh, any final thoughts as we wrap this up? <laughs> Yes, I, I too would like to wish this movie franchise. Well. <laughs> uh, will you be back when we do uh, the inevitable Hobbs and Shaw two or Fast and Furious ten, FX, uh, whatever? If it's you'll called. if you'll have me, I'll, right. I'll, I'll I'll come back anytime. Yeah, you guys need me. I think the fans would love. If to we have if you we back. could if we could do the board game on Zoom, I'm there too. <laughs> uh, I don't know about right. I don't know about flying back. Oh, yeah, to play, to play the Fast and Furious board. Do you guys want to all dress up as Dominic Toretto for Halloween? <laughs> I got to work on my arms sure. if that's the case. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we got a couple months to uh, you know get in the gym. To get some Toretto arms. A couple months? <laughs> what am I talking about? We got like a month. All right, yeah. Last thing I Googled before we started this episode, Dominic Toretto necklace. You can mm. find them pretty easily. Ooh, Skates yeah. might need to check the mail pretty soon. <laughs> Do you have to pay extra to get the one with the tracker in it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. You think Jacobs had a tracker? Should have just like, oper- uh, activated that pretty early yeah. in the movie. It'll be a check on me old boop. Oh, I found my brother. <laughs> He's been around the whole time. Okay. Uh, but yeah, be on the lookout for uh, necklaces coming soon. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> then that means everybody be on the lookout for our Instagram and Twitter accounts where we'll be all wearing that damn necklace that showed up time after time in this franchise and made me more furious. Uh, every single time. Maybe that's why it's called that. All right, guys. Thanks so much, Matteo. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.